Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This week's Sunday session is brought to you by homebrewing source of awesomeness online. More beer at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. (laughs) Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Yeah, welcome to the program, everybody. It's a uh, it's a wonderful Monday. It's a thrilling Monday evening Sunday session. Manic Monday. Yeah, is it manic? A little bit. Shit. If you consider the fact that the Giants won the World Series last night. Yeah, they did. It's a little manic. I don't consider that. Giants, baby. Yeah. I miss hockey so much. I know, right? Moscow, did you go out and light shit on fire? Uh, Other than my farts, no. But I did watch it with Sully at the 21st Amendment. Nice. Is that a big deal? been packed. Well, yeah, it's only two blocks from AT and T Park. That's true. So. He must have been packed in there. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I mean, just yeah, shoulder to shoulder, and I can't believe he was there. I yeah. was under the impression that he never goes there under any circumstances. He doesn't, but I, except during things like this, when it pays to show his face, I think. Actually, as as the final pitch was thrown, uh, I watched Sully. He was throwing beer in the air. Just he had the, the glass, the pint <laughs> shaker glass, and it was just tossing beer. Wow! And he would fill it up and toss it into the crowd. Oh boy. <laughs> What a great host he is. <laughs> did you see him leave or did he pull a Sully? He pulled a Sully. He, he, there's a trap door. Uh, I be, I, it must have been fact. He just disappeared. Oh. You never saw him leave. You probably saw him. He just pop, yeah, yeah. He pops up behind the bar right. like uh, like, an, like an 80s metal band drummer where he just where they, where they rise from the back of the stage. He's almost a ninja where he, I mean, he should beer. have a smoke bomb where he just goes poof and then he's gone. Yeah. The smoke clears. Yeah. I should have gone out there. I was just chilling at home. Oh, I, I was sick. 
Turns out, I, um, just like my uh, my old ass Uncle Tony. Well, he, he's dead now, but mm-hmm. but when he was my just old like ass him. Uncle Tony. Well, well, you have a hairy uh, back. Well, he's the biggest baseball fan I've ever known. But he just always just washed it from his couch. Like he just now he always just wants to. He never Uncle Tony. Why don't you go to a game? I don't need that. It's the best seat in the house on your couch. Yeah, that's did, <laughs> did he yell at the TV? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It more like an old <laughs> Italian does though. It's more like oh Jesus Christ. It was never really more than that. Oh. Uh, but I, you know, the game's on last night, and I, I got home early enough to go out and watch it somewhere, and I just thought, all I really care about is watching it on my own couch. Well, you're gonna, otherwise you're going to pay 60 bucks in food and no. beer, no. and you have to listen to everyone else scream, and, uh, you know. I'm so old. Stay home. I'm, I'm either JP or old. I can't figure it out. Both. You, you, you haven't graduated <laughs> to creepy uncle status until you're off the couch and into your own easy chair. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Actually, and I am, uh, I'm lying. He, uncle Tony was always in his easy chair, not his couch. I knew it. So, in his basement. Oh, you in the basement? Now, my Uncle Tony, speaking of Uncle Tony, he's from uh, Connecticut. My whole family's uh, from Connecticut, and there's a big deal going on back east right now. There's a whole uh, hurricane situation happening. What does it have to do with the Giants? uh, Hurricane Sandy. I said uh, said my Uncle Tony. I said, speaking of my Uncle Tony, who's from back east. Nothing. The Giants. Just settle down. I don't understand. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) Hurricane Sandy is uh, reaching the shores out there in the east coast, and we'd like to know how our listeners are doing out there. We got a lot of east coasters, and they don't often do... Um, Susie, turn off your goddamn microphone. <laughs> yeah, what, what was that, anyway? Amateur hour yeah. over there. Well, she turns it off and then says sorry into the off microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. By the way, Susie's working the chat tonight. Yeah. So, uh, nice. We're working Susie. <laughs> Uh, you know, a lot of our listeners can't listen on the East Coast to our live shows because of the time difference, but I'm thinking everything's closed right now over there, so most of our guys aren't working tomorrow. Yeah. So we did do a little bit of posting on the Facebook, and everyone's out there drinking. They're like, yeah, we're locked in and drinking. What else are you going to do? I sure hope you don't have to evacuate at any point in time tonight. (laughs) That might be an issue. (laughs) I hope you don't have to swim anywhere, drunken DNers. So we want to know how it's going. Give us a call, 888-401-BEER. You can call us all show long, and uh, whenever we can take the calls, we will. We'd like to hear from you, even if it's just to let us know that you're okay and what it is that you do when natural disasters strike your area. New Jersey seems to be getting it the worst right now, and I know we've got some Jersey listeners. I have a, I have some family in Jersey, too. My stepsister lives out there, and uh, I hope they're doing okay. So 888-401-BEER. Um, if your power's out, maybe your mobile phone is still working. Uh, you can tell your friends to listen on the BN mobile app, which is free to download from the iTunes store or the Android uh, market. So 888-401-BEER. Susie's taking your calls tonight, and we'd like to know how you're doing. You could also let us know through the chat room, but we would like to hear from you if your phone's still working. I didn't know you had a stepsister. Yeah. she hot? It wouldn't matter. Because. <laughs> Is she hot? She's not straight. Oh. She had a vagina sewn up. <laughs> so it wouldn't matter to you anyway. What about me? <laughs> Might matter to the Seuss, though. <laughs> I think she's pretty well hitched, so I... No, that's too bad. But, uh, yeah, I got a, a stepsister, a stepbrother, stepnephew. A couple of them, I think. Oh. So, you think? Steps everywhere. You're real close, huh? Yeah. One of those real traditional families. <laughs> I like to try to talk to Moscow about family sometime. I'm like, yeah, don't you know what it's like when your dad like left your mom? And what? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Jews don't do that. <laughs> I was hanging out with my half brothers that are you know twice as old. Really? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah are they midgets? What, what is yeah, that? what do you mean by half brothers? Yeah. You shouldn't talk about midgets like that. Wow. Well, little people. Little brothers. <laughs> Am 
my dad's in Connecticut right now. I don't think Connecticut. You'd have to be on coastal Connecticut to be getting the hurricane pretty bad right now. I think, but uh, I don't know. I think they're okay. Hmm. We'll find out. Shows oh. how much I care. I don't even care. It's like unless it's a bit, unless it gives me radio content. Right. I don't even call anybody. Well, yeah. Let me know how you're doing on the air, okay? <laughs> Your dad's probably uh, squirreled away with a nice slice of tang or something like that. Probably like four broads. Yeah. He's like, listen, I need four of you to hold us down in the wind. <laughs> Look, I'm all set. I have eight syringes full. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to go. On the whole yeah. team tonight. Yeah. Yeah. They probably all have water wings. I got enough medicine for a week full of boners. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sandy. I don't even care. I'll bone you, too. <laughs> Yeah, so 888-401-BEER if you want to give us a call and let us know how you're doing. We had a little uh, topic change this week. Um, Joe Kestelut from Peace Tree Brewing Company out of Iowa was supposed to be on the program. But we actually, we moved him to next week. Um, He's worried that the hurricane's going to hit Iowa. I don't know, he's very weird about it. He's very nervous. I'm kidding, guy. Ge- geographically, that's impossible. If you were to think about it for a second, uh, he and, actually and you did. his beer didn't come in, and uh, we'd rather talk to him when we've got beer. He did send it, but it's not arriving in time. So we thought, well, screw it. We have another topic lined up. Let's have him on next week when we can talk beer with him. So next week we've got Peace Tree Brewing Company on the program. This week we're talking pumpkin beer with Drew Beecham and Doctor Scott. Nice. You know, uh, Thanksgiving's just around the corner. We might have missed the Halloween boat, but we can still get you uh, some good Thanksgiving beer. So we're going to be doling out some techniques and recipes if you've got questions about that. But pumpkin beer is kind of a controversial topic for us here at the BN. It is. The uh, the chat room just blew up when you mentioned <laughs> pumpkin beer. So. Like, oh, crap, kind yeah, of blew basically, up? Yeah, basically, yeah. It's a little controversial, um, which I think is all the more reason that pumpkin beer should be covered. Because the fact is, nine times out of ten, I, like you in the chat room blowing up, uh, do not enjoy a pumpkin beer. However, that one time that I come across a good one, it's a damn good beer. You know, uh, I'm really tired of all the negativity surrounding pumpkin (laughs) beers that you lay on the the people, Justin. It's really irritating. It brings the show down. Right. Someone's writing that as we speak. Um, (laughs) So stop stop typing. No. So we're going to talk about some of the things that we do and do not like about pumpkin beer. we got yeah. a couple commercial examples uh, to talk about and then some homebrew techniques to do it also. So if you got questions about that and, you know, if nothing else, here's what happens. There's some buddy in your family coming over for Thanksgiving right. or you going to their place who is really, you're going to blow oh. their mind with a pumpkin beer. It'll be the person that you haven't been able to convert over to craft beer or homebrew. It's exactly the person you want to make the pumpkin beer for. They don't like beer. They'll love that. They'll go, see, yeah. Whaley, that's beer? Well, especially with all the, the rich food they're going to be eating and, and, you know, the pumpkin pie and the turkey and all the mashed potato things and stuff like that. Yeah. The pumpkin spiced beer goes really well. I, for me, I hesitate to call all pumpkin beer pumpkin beer because mm. it's either it's pumpkin beer or it's spiced pu- beer. I see what you mean because it doesn't I mean? all have pumpkin in it. Right. Yeah. Good point. And you can't add spices to make it taste like a like a squash. Right. It just doesn't work. So well, either it's pumpkin or it's spiced or it's spiced pumpkin beer or whatever. But and in this regard, we really should just call it the gateway drug beer because you could be turning <laughs> on some of your family finally to craft beer. Turn your family on if you do a good uh, a, a good version of it. Right. And so that's what we're here to talk about today. So, like I said, we got Drew Beecham coming on a little bit later in the program, and then Doc's ready to help us out with that too. Uh, all right, a couple of announcements to make for you. Um, I new, make announcement. New merchandise in the store. Uh, I know the JP restocked with shirts yeah. and hats. And uh, hey, are we out of stickers? I was looking for We're stickers. We're out of stickers. Yeah, I've, I've been meaning to email you. Um, hey, can you order more stickers? Mm. Yeah, I can do that. I got to get some stickers. Thanks, dude. So you are all out of stickers. We're all out of stickers. All right. 
lot of coasters, though. I've been putting coasters in everyone's orders. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, they, they're enjoying coasters. that one. Yeah, some freebies. Yeah, trying to get a lot more freebies, a lot more stickers in there. We got uh, putting a lot of Northern Brewer stickers in and uh, Moonlight Meadery stickers. Oh yeah, you know, spread the wealth. How many coasters are you putting in each order? Five to ten. No, like one or two. It depends. Mm. If you order a set of goblets, yeah. being, uh, I give you, I give you two. Uh, one for order, each goblet. Yeah, if you order a set of her- heretic glasses, I, I put in two. Oh, I forgot that we had heretic glasses in the store now. We have half a case left. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so those are going pretty quick. All right, so lots of stuff in the store, uh, ways that you can outfit yourself in BN gear, and I think more coming. I know that lunch meat shirts were in there. They're not long for this earth. We're, <laughs> we're flying through those, man, big time. I felt like we just started a D&D game. <laughs> they are not long for this earth any longer. You're in long. the canyon of temperic times. <laughs> It is cold and it is raining. What do you do? <laughs> uh, someday you're going to have to dying, teach, huh? give us a lesson on how to play. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I never played. Oh, man. I missed out on that whole thing. Well, you know, I, I mean, I could set the webcam up and broadcast one night when we play. Oh, God. Please do that. I should do that. Oh, it would be the most... I would watch every second <laughs> of it. I would be glued to my screen, JP. Yeah, all right. That's I've it. never watched a single one of our broadcasts in its entirety, but yeah. that I would watch would from beginning to end. Okay. I would right. set my DVD, uh, my DVR for 15 minutes on either end in case it went over. <laughs> it I, uh, will go over. <laughs> um, it's usually from 7 to 11 uh-huh. every Monday night except tonight because on I have show. to be on the stupid show. How many people play? Four. And are they playing now? Is that enough? It's enough, yeah. To get, it, to get all the action A in? couple of us have two characters. <laughs> who's the uh, Warren Wait, who's from Heretic. He, he plays. Who's uh, the dungeon Beardy? master? That, my, my friend Mike. Good. How old is Mike. 40. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> you know, for a second, I thought he was going to say like your age, and I was like, no, 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 he's definitely in his 40s. The Dungeon Master is definitely way yeah. too old. Our DM rocks. He's a good guy. <laughs> I used to play a lot when he was like 13 and 12 with uh, our other friend Russ. You know, Big Fat Russ used to work at EJ Fair. Yeah. And um, so they used to play a lot when they were younger, and right. Mike was always the DM, so he's like, oh, I'll be the DM now. Right. It's a lot of fun. Because what else is he doing? He's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. But, uh, you know, he comes out and, and, and hangs out and uh, has a good time. Right. It's fun. It's fun for everybody. When he's not volunteering down at the shelter. Right. Or in the shelter. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> when he's not being fed in the shelter. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, you could also help out the BN by shopping at Amazon through the Amazon link on our Brewing Network homepage. Just go to the homepage, brewingnetwork.com, and click on the Amazon link, and then you just do your shopping as normal, and um, they get a, a little credit to us for every order that you make, and it goes a long way, and a lot of you are doing it, and uh, and we really, really do appreciate it, because it helps a lot. Every little bit helps around here, and uh, do we have an Amazon product of the week, Mosky? Yeah, this one is a DVD, a Blu-ray disc. It's MacGruber, the unrated edition on, uh, on Blu-ray. I included it because I, I can't believe anyone saw the movie and then someone's actually purchasing it on dvd it's unbelievable it's the worst movie ever you know i feel the same way about mcgruber i saw the skit once on snl and it was the worst thing i'd ever seen and this is a full (laughs) uh, that was what four minutes this is two hours and when i saw that they were making a movie i just thought Really? Uh, of all the SNL things, and, and by the way, there's been some dumb ones. There's been some other yeah. dumb movies. Oh, this sure. has got to be the worst idea. It's, it's like the fact that they're making the movie is the joke that SNL is yeah. doing. <laughs> you know? But then, I 
Schumann, I think, gave me a really good recommendation one night. He's like, hey, you want to see a really funny movie? Go see MacGruber. Oh, that's how you know it sucks. And I went, what the f- Schumann? You know, he, he, was, uh, he was suggesting another movie to me, um, Our Idiot Brother. Oh, yeah. That another donkey show bad. of a movie. And I'm like, I'm not watching that. And he goes, I don't know, man. I'll say that it, it was it was pretty funny. And I'm like, but you also like MacGruber. <laughs> exactly. And he goes, I love MacGruber. I said, so no offense, but I'm not going to really listen to anything you have to say because you really enjoy right. MacGruber. Well, thanks for purchasing it through Amazon. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, thanks, dude. maybe he got like the two pack with It's Pat. The yeah. movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I hope. That I, I would, superstar. I would prefer that that listener has already watched the movie and likes oh, it, like Schumann. Yes. Then that they were like, "Oh, this one looks good. I'll buy the DVD." That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, well, and also they got it on Blu-ray. That's right. Because uh, you need it, McGruver in yeah. ultra high def. You need to see the details on the the worst comedy <laughs> ever. All right. So anything you. By the way, we don't know who you are uh, with it when we do our item of the week. Ted O'Reilly. We can just see uh, items. And it's always fun to pick one out. But thanks, guys, for shopping through us. We really appreciate it. You can do the same thing with Micromatic right on the BN Player there on the homepage. There's a little Micromatic banner. And you can get your keg parts, faucet parts, tap handles, all that kind of stuff through Micromatic. And and we get a little chunk of that, too. Uh, All right. As I mentioned before, you can listen to all this on our mobile apps. Just search BN Mobile in your favorite mobile store, and you'll find it there for free download. Watch all this on justin.tv slash brewing network when we're live. I was told that it's no longer archiving um, our shows. Yeah, it's actually been deleting a lot of past shows, too. Yeah, it used to be. I knew that it would delete. It would sort of keep a running archive and delete the back end. Yeah. But someone told me that it, even recent shows are no longer showing up there. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But anyway, uh, you can always watch when we're live and see what's happening in the studio. Uh, Justin.tv slash Brewing Network. Subscribe as a donor in the BN Army and uh, you're automatically entered into our More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway. So just hit the donate button and become a monthly subscriber. That also puts you on a special mailing list for uh, tickets to events that we're doing and... Um, shit like that so get all this and more over on twitter and you surely watch your language yeah so i've heard uh send show ideas to scott at the brewing network.com that's scott the jew send it to scott at the brewing network.com he takes all your show and guest ideas um and i know you've been getting a lot of good guest ideas from listeners lately haven't you yeah excellent ones i mean i would say two-thirds of the shows that we we book were either multiple or single suggestions right it's better than me just kind of doing it blindly i'm not from any state other than California, so yeah, keep right. going. And and not by the way, they don't just have to be guests. Uh, if they're topics that you want to hear us cover, um, you know, we talk about those too. Uh, Moscow comes in and tells us what suggestions have come in, and if we haven't covered it too thoroughly, or if there's a new angle, we'll do uh, brewing topics again. Also, so don't be afraid to send those over, especially you new listeners who are just getting into all this stuff. If you want to uh, hear about something, you know, brewing uh, technique wise, don't hesitate to send your ideas over to Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yes, please, more of those. I, I yeah, ninety nine percent of them are, are breweries and those are great but uh as much as i love beer i'm a radio guy i'm not a home brewer so mm-hmm. i want to hear from you what, what do you want to hear uh in the home brewing world there you go yeah. uh, okay and finally you can send your feedback over to feedback at the brewing network.com so um and feedback is not for show ideas right also nor is the facebook page <laughs> it doesn't nor is twitter it doesn't matter nor is that's JP's what's home address uh same saying you want to do a twitter game let's do a phone call real let's, quick let's do a phone call yeah we got phil from new hampshire uh calling in he's sitting in his truck to charge his phone <laughs> phil, 
Phil, what's happening, oh, brother? Yeah. How fucking pathetic is that? Oh, is your <laughs> is your power out, dude? My power's been out since four o'clock. Oh man, how bad's that weather there right now? It's pretty wet. I mean, I've got a nice nice river running across my driveway, but unfortunately, I live in the People's Republic of fucking Hillsborough, and they lose power when somebody fought, so it's not really a big deal. <laughs> Sandy, Sandy's wet and everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, is your house in danger of, of flooding or blowing away or anything? No, no. I got a couple trees that might come down on a chicken coop or something, but other than that, I Chickens? think I'm fine. Okay. Well, that'll only depress JP. He gets real close to his chickens. I do. So, well, uh, you know, one hole for two things coming out of it. <laughs> I know. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> you have to manage your time, though. So, is uh, is work shut down? Did you get a, a snow day or what? Oh, fuck no. I work for a hospital. We don't have a shutdown. I see. Oh, you might even get busier, in fact. Not never know how. No, no, I'm off for the next three nights, so I'm good. The wife had to go in today and deal with all the shitheads that are going to go to the hospital. Oh, that's no good. That's going to be a lot of shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in Hampshire. It's all shitheads. Right. So, what's your? How do you? How are you going to keep busy with the with the power out? Are you just going to stay drunk? I've got ten gallons of homebrew and probably three or four cases of professional beer downstairs that I'm probably. I, I don't want it to get too warm, so I'm going to try and save it. That's a good idea. It's really, it's out of respect for beer that you drink. This is very true, yes. What kind of homebrew do you have on tap? Uh, Jameel's Old Ale, actually. Um, I got it in a keg, and I'm going to drop some oak in it here probably at the end of the week if we ever get our fucking power back. Right. God, that's going to be a boring few days. Yeah. I would just stay drunk. It's pretty much my plan. Yeah. Maybe set up an indoor golf course. I do a bunch of stupid things like that. Hell yeah. Well, I'll, I'll torture my children. That's generally the accepted routine here in New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, at least you've got entertainment then. That's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Phil. Well, thank you for the update. and Stay safe, brother. All right. Have a good one. Cheers, man. Why right. just one? Why not two or three? If you want to give us an update from your area, we'd love to hear it. 888-401-BEER. And I mean it. This might be the only time you call in and we don't actually make fun of you. We uh, genuinely uh, want to hear what's happening. We'll make fun a little. Don't you know. count on uh, Or it might be the last time you call anybody ever. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you might die. This is my chance for someone to die on air. Oh, that'd be good. You know, one of those trees falls right on Phil's head. He's like, no, it's perfectly... <laughs> Bam! Right. Phil? Uh, Phil? Oh, fuck. missed the chicken coop. <laughs> That wind must have fired it real high. <laughs> Just right there. All right, 888-401-BEER. That New Hampshire accent, man. Well, if you still do have power, in fact, you could do it on your mobile phone, so you may you don't even need power to do this, but you can go to adamandeve.com right now. And for a limited time only, adamandeve.com will let you pick three free adult DVDs with your order. And uh, you can choose from genres such as, uh, uh, how about we do it backwards? Oh. Uh, you can choose. Ooh, I'm you, not. Mean, you mean like anal? I don't care what you do. You can choose from genre, genres such as etc. <laughs> That's a good one. That's my favorite. <laughs> And MILFs and lesbian and interactive POV and gay and fetish and coeds and chunky and bisexual and big butts and breasts and big and Asian and amateur and anal. And uh, you can, yeah. uh, that's a lot of categories to choose. You only get three, but they're three 
free DVDs with your order. So you go to AdamandEve.com, order almost any one item for 50% off, uh, like a new adult toy or some lube or almost anything from over 18,000 adult products. Then when you go to checkout, you use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And you get to choose three free adult DVDs, um, plus a free mystery gift and free shipping on your entire order. And you can use the AdamandEve.com mobile app if uh, if your power is out and your phone is still on. You know, for those dildos that you just can't wait for. I need it now. <laughs> I don't order now. Next Friday's going to suck. Right. Exactly. So, uh, there you have it. Adam and Eve. Thanks, announcer, man. You're welcome. Uh, all right, how about a little uh, feedback right here at the beginning of the show, huh, Doc? Nice. I was <laughs> hoping for it. Yeah. Just because there's a storm out here doesn't mean we can't have feedback at the beginning of the show. Exactly. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by White Labs and the new White Labs Yeast Hotline. White Labs wants to hear from you. What's your favorite yeast story, uh, your favorite yeast to use, uh, or your favorite beer with a White Labs yeast? You can call 347-MY-YEAST. That's 347-MY-YEAST, and you could be featured on the next White Labs Brewing Network commercial. All right, a few things in the feedback today. Jeff in Colorado writes in, I've been wondering something. I find it hard to believe that Doc actually pulls off all the crazy shit he talks about. (laughs) My wife is about as good as they come, but if Doc is even actually married, she's either the most naive or the most forgiving person in the world. She's neither. Uh, (laughs) uh, Any comments, Doc? I'm I'm right there with Moscow. (laughs) Right. I will vouch for this. Doc does do all those things and more you don't hear about. Uh, so it's th- we're definitely not lying about Doc's uh, crazy life. That is true. Yeah. He does more than all of us, and he's uh, he's a little bit older. Yeah. So. A little bit. Uh, Jeff goes on to say, by the way, JP, your oatmeal stout recipe is fantastic. Thank you. I just killed the keg, and we'll br- uh, be brewing some more soon. Well, it ought to be. It's all you brew. That's right. You know, you're like me and pale ales. You can't get away from it. <laughs> Uh, but he does say it was damn good. Uh, all right. Hey, guys, I love what you do and really have nothing to complain about. But. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, I was wondering when we might get another episode of The Homebrew Chef. I know Sean's a busy guy, but I just really love the information uh, that we get from him regarding food and beer. Oh, we just did one in January. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we did. I think that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sean and I keep trying to get together on that. And, um, you know, it just hasn't happened yet. So. Hang in there. We're, we're working on it. It's not gone. Uh, fear not. It has not been canceled. Uh, we don't cancel anything on the Brewing Network. <laughs> Just postponed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll try to get something in here. Uh, Tom uh, writes in, Hello, butt slugs, token vag, tasty, doc, and Nate. Does that mean that me, JP, and Moscow are the butt slugs? That's what it sounded like, yeah. Butt or slugs. Is, or is JP the token vag? Oh, interesting. No, I might. That might be me. Oh, right. Maybe I'm Nate. You could be Nate, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Likely. I'll make this short because I know JP loves long ones. Uh, (laughs) Been listening to your show for two years and brewing for three. Just entered my first competition, the Piedmont Brewers Cup, and I'm proud to say I took first in Irish Scottish Ales and second in American Brown Ales. I happily listed the Brewing Network as my club because I feel that listening to you guys has helped out my brewing immensely. Thanks again, guy. <laughs> You're welcome, coach. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Tiger. <laughs> Anytime, chief. Um, yeah, awesome. And thanks for listening to the Brewing Network as your club. We like that. Uh, 
Stefan writes in, hey, Brewcasters, question. If I figured out that my efficiency is 13% below what I previously thought, do I make up for this by adding 13% more base malt or distribute the 13% out equally amongst all the malts in the grain bill? Cheers from Bourbon County, Stefan. Uh, spread them out for one thing and really look at your brewing techniques because 13% is a lot. So there's something you're doing wrong or could be doing better. Okay. Well, unless you said it was you expected 85 and got 72 or something. That, yeah, but that's a lot. Even then, you could. Yeah, so. You can boost that and uh, yeah, but spread it out. Okay. It's, it's all about mostly yeah. when we when we give recipes, we we like to talk about percentages rather than hard numbers, uh, because everybody's uh, efficiency goes up or down. Okay. That way. Yeah. So if your recipes are two percent crystal forty. And then you raise the base malt. You want to keep raise the crystal forty, so it's still two percent. Yeah, the, the easiest thing to do, is, you know, if you're if you're consistently that low, put your recipe into beer smith, mm-hmm. and then adjust your efficiency down to what you're calculating it at, and it will readjust all the numbers for you. It'll do it all yeah. of that grain work that yeah. they're talking about yeah. for yeah. you, yeah. everything. So it, it, beauty, you can save yourself some some brain work on that. Yeah, we all need to do that. All right, great. Uh, let's see. Sent from my iPhone writes in. Uh, I don't want to sound creepy, but is there a video or some pics of Bevo facing on the pole? Does he mean dancing? I think he means dancing. Dancing or on the pole. facing. I don't well, know. It was, for, it was from iPhone, so it's probably got that autocorrect. <laughs> right. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Um, I don't want to sound creepy, but I want a real pixelated video <laughs> of a red blur. <laughs> I mean, why even start the email with I don't want to sound creepy? Just start the email and go, look, you is- guys talk about it. Bevo's hot. Let me see her on the pole. Yeah. You know. You shouldn't preface any sentence with anything because if you go, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but you're immediately about to sound like an asshole. So right. just don't preface anything. Just yeah. say it. Um, you know, so what he's referring to, if you're a new listener and haven't listened from the beginning, is a our very stripper Christmas show from several years back. Yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> you know, there was a time uh, when I thought there were photos on the forum. There were, um, but I think the videos it was there were cell phone videos, so oh, yeah, everyone were, should really relax and don't get too excited that it was some high quality and you're going to see some boobage or whatever. And you're I believe see two pixels. They were like cell phone videos before the iPhone, before like good cell phone yeah, video. Yeah, it, it? Uh, it was it was a while a, ago. A Palm Pilot, if you'll forgive the turn of the yeah, phrase. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then so I post, I hosted him somewhere, and then I forget. Uh, either it got taken down or uh, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know where they are. They're so gone. we don't have, the, everything's gone? It might be on the forum somewhere. I'm sure a creepy listener has downloaded them and will yeah. distribute them. Or they might be still on the forum. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I don't want to sound creepy, but I'd like to see them again myself. <laughs> <laughs> that um, was pre-baby. Right. Yeah. So right. wasn't uh, Schumann dancing first? Um, yeah. Schumann did come in. I believe dance, there was a yeah. shoe dance, and then a beef dance, and then, and then, a, then dock a dock dance. dance. Yeah. And then a dock crash. Yeah. I finished it up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. We got the finale we were looking for, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What else do we have here? Hey, Brewcasters. I was just listening to the Deschutes show um, from 2011. Uh, when a guy called in from Missouri where a, tor- a tornado had just hit, and Justin said... It got a little windy. So what? I about lost it. Thanks for the laugh. <laughs> Sounds like a good joke. <laughs> I can tell if this is two different emails. I think it's two different emails. Um, that one was from another Stefan. And then I have a highlight below, which seems to be another email from yeah. Full Melt Bubble Bitch. 
Okay. Right? Uh, yeah, that's two different emails. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Uh, I'm tired of hearing people say that JP is annoying and bringing the show down because he criticizes homebrew. That's just part of his character. <laughs> that's, like, like, that's like prefacing it with, uh, I'm kind of stupid, but... Uh, <laughs> but this is part of my character. <laughs> but this is just part of his character on the show, and without him, the show would be a lot less funny. Thanks for the great episodes lately. Good stuff. That's why I upgraded my monthly donation. Just kidding. I can't afford that shit. Uh, I only do one-time <laughs> donations every time I hear a badass episode. Really, though, if it weren't for you guys, I wouldn't have come up with a few good recipes I have, and I'd be more suicidal at work. Uh, one love in my ass, full melt, bubble bitch. So More suicidal. Yeah, he's only mildly suicidal now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, glad we could help. <laughs> uh, well, see, there you go, JP. Yeah. And now people understand why we keep you around. That's true. Hey, it know. wouldn't be less funny. It'd be different funny. It would That's be different all. funny. <laughs> Sometimes I tell JP to like highlight the important part of emails. Uh, here's a long email, and the only the only <laughs> thing highlighted is just became private first class. <laughs> <laughs> Can I move on? Is that well, it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, really, that's Love the it. important part. Thanks, Mike from Colorado Springs. I appreciate the donation, dude. All right. Uh, all right, Slackerlack writes in. Um, <laughs> I recently attended my first GABF Beerapalooza. That just means JBF, right? Right, I think so. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get a hold of some mighty tasty brews before they were gone forever. I was disappointed in the lack of midgets I saw at the festival. <laughs> you mean half brothers? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. We're going to change it to half brothers. Uh, lack of or shortage of? I beg of you to give away tickets to next year's GABF to midgets only. <laughs> Who doesn't want to see hundreds of drunk midgets falling and fighting their way through large groups of people? If we get enough, we could build a midget monster, kind of like Voltron. Uh, one love. I'd like to see a midget deck. pyramid. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get us a sponsor for this. I think this might work. Yeah, probably. We have to find a brewery as sick as we are. Mm-hmm. It would be kind of tough, though, to, to limit our giveaways to just midgets, right? Because I mean, that's twenty-five percent of the listener base, max. <laughs> you know, right? And it's racist, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah. Um, all right, and finally, uh, Porter Smith. Uh, is he the uh, uh, rambly one? Um, okay, <laughs> Porter Smith writes in, I just carved a pumpkin. I ate the stuff that I cut out. It was good. Not like pancakes, but still pretty good. Why is craft beer going to cans? Seems silly. Beer in cans taste funny. Cans have to be lined with plastic to keep the aluminum from reacting. So will craft beer be put in plastic bottles soon? Seems to me. Good beer should always come in glass. Those Giants fans are really loud. Shut Verlander down. Hope they win. San Fran looks like a nice city. Got in a fight in county. Someone tried to take my apple at lunch. They said it was my fault. Really? He tried to take my apple. I end up with one of those damn things on my ankle. Try to recline in a chair with that on your foot. That's it. From Porter. (laughs) There you go. It's like it's when he was in jail the other week or whatever. I'm becoming more and more fond of Porter and his emails, actually. Yeah. I'm starting to understand him, I think. I never want to meet him. <laughs> no, it would ruin no, the magic. Oh, no. no. Yeah. Uh, that and it would be highly dangerous, I think. Uh, I had a friend... You know, he reminds me of Natty. You guys remember Natty? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, it does. It totally because, does. And, and I went to... I grew up with Natty. And yeah. after, uh, after a few years, I began to really understand him. He would make sentences like that. Right. And I realized he was just... He was actually speaking about philosophy or, or you know... <laughs> important stuff. Very important things. And I, th- I have a feeling Porter Smith is exactly the same. I had to hide him from Facebook because he would do the same stuff and it made... It made no sense. I mean, right. I, I, I guess you could sit there and think about what he was trying to say, but I feel like if you're that smart, you should learn how to put a sentence together. <laughs> I can't waste my time with it. Right. I have more important things to do, like more important. lay on the couch. 
Hey, Suze, is uh, Craig on line one? Yes. All right. Hey, he, he's wrong. Porter's wrong about the cans thing, right? The aluminum affecting the flavor. That's just a myth, isn't it? Well, he did go no. on to say they have to be lined with something, yeah. and oh, they yeah. are now true? lined. Yeah. Uh-huh. Although I don't know that it's with plastic, but they are now uh, lined. It's, okay. it's, and, uh, yeah, they... Yeah, it's a plastic. So, um, yeah. Uh, Craig from Connecticut's calling in my home state there. Craig, what's happening, man? Hey, what's up, Justin? Just calling. I figured uh, I am in your home state. I figured I'd do my due diligence and give you a buzz. Uh, Nothing much going on here, just a shit ton of wind. I think uh, most people in my town are without power. I've still got some kicking. Uh, Kegerator's still cold. Got uh, five gallons of six-point crisp from Brooklyn here, as well as five gallons of uh, Deschutes Can You Brew It Black Butte Porter Clone Beautiful. and a half barrel of Sam Adams Oktoberfest leftover from my two-year-old son's birthday party this weekend. Oh, your two-year-old's a drinker, huh? <laughs> yeah, he helped yeah, out. his but, friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> like a quitter. Yeah, exactly. What city are you in out there? Uh, I'm in Waterbury. Okay. Yeah. Waterbury. If you remember, it's just a big old piece of shit city. I'm actually in the, the, out, the outskirts of Waterbury. The good, okay. The good part. <laughs> Yeah. It sounds like, yeah. I mean, this, the second person from the East Coast says they live in a shitty town. <laughs> then well, fucking move. It sounds like the East Coast is horrible. Hey, listen, I was in Pacheco for a long time. And, uh, then you moved. I stayed there for seven years. But you moved. <laughs> well, eventually. Sure. Right. Now, uh, I think I saw a picture earlier from Milford, Connecticut, and it had somebody's trampoline, like, up in the power lines that had blown <laughs> up into the, uh, so, so the wind must be kind of gnarly out there. Milford? No. I, I saw that same picture. Yeah, man. Um, I think that you know that's towards the shore, so it's a little bit gnarlier down there. But uh, I'm a little bit further inland. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm seeing the same pictures, but basically just you know, works canceled, uh, schools canceled, everything, and nothing but a little bit of wind here. So, so you, well, that's so you don't have to work tomorrow. Uh, technically, I'm working from home as long as I have power. I see. And so. Uh, you know, no one's keeping tabs on is, that. Is anyway, that on so. the honor system? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Power's out. <laughs> you know what's funny about Connecticut? And uh, I don't know that it's the Connecticut residents because they're actually kind of hardcore about weather. They'll drive in some nasty stuff. But something about the Connecticut government, they're a bunch of pussies. They'll shut down. A, it's like a school day for nothing. <laughs> if the sun is shining too bright, school day. It's Sunday. Well, they shut down all of our highways at 1 o'clock this afternoon. For apparently no reason. Wow! Right. So, so even if even if you know you wanted to go into work, you'd have to take back roads there, and you know, I see. Good luck getting there anyway. So, yeah, I mean, that's how everyone stays so pasty and pale out there. <laughs> right. All right, man. Well, thanks for the uh, update, Craig. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got it, man. Take stay, care, guys. Stay safe, dude. Uh, all right, or uh, don't. We'll never know. I think we got another one here. We got uh, Tanya from uh, Pennsylvania's on the line. Tanya, what's happening out there? It's the lady. Oh my God, Justin! <laughs> I can't believe this. My husband introduced me to the Brewing Network probably yeah. like two months ago, and I'm addicted to like lunch meat. Anyway, Uh-oh. we're on the East Coast. She's we're in Jim bro. Thorpe. <laughs> Wait, you're in where? Jim Thorpe. Okay. Is that a shithole town? Do you know the Olympia? Oh my God, Jim Thorpe just won the fourth best town in the nation for like small, quaint, cute, friendly towns. No, according so to who? We're your, on your the map, of man. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> they only rated themselves. We are fourth. on the map. We are. Jim Thorpe was a Native American Olympian, and he is buried a block away from my house. So well, that's kind of creepy. We're on the map. Yep. Okay. We're so on if the you map. ever get to Pennsylvania, you gotta. Stop by Jim Thorpe. We got whitewater rafting, kayaking. Oh, I like that. I bet what? you got some whitewater rafting right now. 
And we don't have a brewery here, so we need one. So I'm putting that pitch out for Jim Thorpe. We need a brewery in okay. Jim Thorpe. All right. So how's the how's the weather so anyways, right now? Right now, it's really windy, but um, I'm about ready to go over to my neighbor's house. We're having a monitor party. My son's 11 months old. Their son's 18 months old. And we put the boys to bed, and then we have monitor parties, and we drink beer. That's kind of awesome. That's a real thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you at least uh, stay in the same house with the kids? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. No, we don't. We're like right kids next to each other, house. so sometimes we'll build a bonfire, hang out in the back, Mostly they come over to our house because we have, like, a big back room and our son can't hear anything, so we could get really loud. But tonight we're actually going over to their house and we're going to play, um, like, categories or something and do Spin something the lame. But <laughs> so what do you do? Well, we did, get, we did get a magic. I, listen, I'm not proud of this. We went to our local um, beer store and I wanted, like, a variety pack and they didn't have anything, like, spectacular. So we ended up just getting, like, a magic hat for uh, variety pack. I'll so. drink some Magic Hat so, any day. Yeah, that's that. all right. Yeah, don't be so ashamed that's, of that. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what we're drinking tonight. So. All right. Well, I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you're partying. I hope you don't have to evacuate when you're drunk. So what do you do when you hear the creepy I... uncle in the, in the baby monitor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, we know creepy uncles here. We, I have three dogs, and he'll be safe. So three dogs and a fearless cat named Stinky Butt. So my son's going to be really <laughs> safe tonight. All right. Sounds good. Thank <laughs> you for the update. For, um, listen, thank you so much, Justin, for having me on the show. I love you guys. Keep up the great work. All right. Get drunk on us, will you, Tanya? Thanks. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Okay. I'm already there. Bye-bye. Cheers. Uh, all right. We got uh, Sergio from... Uh, uh, Jersey, uh, calling in. Sergio, what's happening, buddy? Hey, Justin. Yeah, you uh, you're calling from New Jersey. Yes. What exit? Yeah. How bad is it? <laughs> how bad is it there? <laughs> it is very, very windy. I mean, it's like whistling past the houses. Trees are swaying back and forth. Oh. Like, how many miles per hour are we talking when you say very windy? What right those- now, I think. Uh, well, we haven't had power in uh, at least another. At least for an hour or two. Okay. But the last time we checked, it was, uh, it was getting close to sixty. Wow. So storm chasing yeah. weather. Yeah. Mm. You related to Sergio Romo? <laughs> no. Damn it. Yeah. Same name. Disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your plan? How are you going to uh, hunker down and weather the storm, so to speak? Well, I actually picked up from one of your last episodes. Picked up some uh, ordered some uh, spiced dunkle from Duclaw. On uh, beerjobber.com. So nice. I'm sitting down next to uh, two bombers of that. I think you're going to enjoy it. Duclaw was a great brewery. Good beer. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Oh. So, is there any. Ra- a bunch of New Jersey got evacuated. That wasn't you? Or you just decided to no. stay? No, no, we didn't get evacuated. Most of South Jersey did. Atlantic City was like the first one to, to, to get it on land, basically. Oh. Oh, I would just stay in Atlantic City. I could die there. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, gambling and hookers. Hey. Atlantic City's filthy. It's hey, my kind of town. It, it wouldn't take a storm for you to get killed in Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah, that's Not true. at all. That's a good point. Not at all. Is that before the storm hits? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you stay safe there. And uh, do, did they shut down work for you, too? Well, yeah, yeah. Every Everything is closed, man. I tried to even get a burger or, earlier today during lunch before the wind kicked in and Everything was closed. <laughs> I love it. It's not the hurricane Everybody that's going to kill people in New Jersey. It's laziness. It's that you can't even get can't get, get a meal. We're just taking a day <laughs> off. Uh, starvation on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sergio. Stay safe, brother. 
All right, man. Thanks for the update. Later, guys. All right. I think he's going to need more beer than that, I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't think that's all he has. <laughs> I'm worried about that, but let's hope that's the case. He's got a big stockpile. All right, we got one more here. Uh, I want to hear what their stockpile's like. You know, yeah. The 10 gallons of homebrew. I like that. Silver City Al's calling in from Connecticut. What's up, man? Hey, Justin. It's yeah, Al. How, How you doing? doing? It's good. good. Uh, are you staying safe? Yes. Yeah. Nice and windy in Meriden. Oh, are you Meriden? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. That's where I was born, right there in lovely Meriden. You're sorry because it sucks? Well, there's two halves of Meriden. Much like Martinez. Uh, there's the good half of Meriden, which I was not born in. No. And there's the... Well, uh, why would you be? There's the uh, try not to get stabbed half of Meriden. Well, it was better back then, right? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But... Um, stabbed is, by white guys. What's your, what's your plan? You got stockpiles of beer? Yes. We've got a half keg of New England Brewing Company Sea Hag IPA. flowing. Love it. And that's it? That might not last a whole hurricane, dude. Well, it's like a two-day deal. What are you going to do then? Yeah. Uh, we'll just tap out at that point. <laughs> Did you, what do you say? We'll tap out? <laughs> We're done. I'm out. <laughs> rocks in my pockets and go outside. <laughs> Fuck it. It's over. I'm going to put my head in the water. <laughs> uh, did they shut down work for you? No work? No work today. Okay. Well, listen, if things get dicey and it looks like you're going to die, give us a call, Okay. <laughs> We'd love to laugh at you on the way out. Roasting! <laughs> it's almost here! Yeah. All right, Al. Keep safe, dude. Thanks for the update. You're welcome, Justin. Thank you. Ah, uh, boy. All right. Uh, let's do this. we got to take a break, and uh, we will take more of your phone calls. I'd like to know what's happening, and if anyone's got anything uh, particularly crazy that they're doing to hunker down the storm. I'm, I'm a little jealous, i got I got to admit. It's kind of exciting when a storm yeah. comes in and, and everybody has to get together and get drunk, you know? Yeah. We don't have those things in California. When an earthquake happens, it's it's it, you, you get no warning, no. and then things are just effed. Like, it's just fucked. <laughs> it's right. over. Our, yeah. our disasters are not fun. Yeah, we don't have a monitor party. It's over before we Yeah, hit. we don't get a monitor party. We don't get to raft down the street. <laughs> that would be the best part. <laughs> Rafting? Yeah, save on gas. Let's go to the neighbor's house. Get the canoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ours are boring. <laughs> I, do, I do like that our infrastructure is so solid that even in the worst disaster, they're calling an internet radio show on their iPhone. Sure <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, that is pretty good, I, I gotta say. That's not bad. I like the technology. Alright, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, pumpkin and spice beers, thanks to JP correcting me there, with Drew Beecham and Dr. Scott. And uh, we'll also announce our Twitter game when we come yes. back, since I forgot to do that. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back, kids. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, 
Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the Buzz, the Forum, the Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, so I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. This is www.thebrewingnetwork.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Save us. 
obsession. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold. Right now. All right, welcome back to the program, and thank you for sticking with us through the break there. Our sponsors appreciate that very much. we got a lot to cover. 888-401-BEER is our uh, phone number if you want to call in and uh, let us know how you're doing on the East Coast there. We'd like to hear it, and how you plan to uh, hunker down and, and wait for this uh, sandy bitch to pass. And, uh, you know, we want to know what you're drinking and, and, and what you're going to do. And even if it's getting hairy, we like to hear those stories, too, because yeah, we we're do. sort of morbid that way. <laughs> Although we like hairless. So, uh, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, and uh, we'll go to the phones here in just a second, but first, we've got our good friend Drew Beecham on the line. Hey, Drew. Hey, everybody. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Don't have the interesting weather, I have to say. <laughs> right. We've got that. You, you're San Diego, right, Drew? Uh, Pasadena. Ah, same difference. Interesting weather no. doesn't exist in Pasadena. It's sandy down there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. It's perfect down there. Now, uh, Drew Beecham, you will know uh, from all sorts of different brewing endeavors, including his uh, writing in the various uh, brewing magazines. He's here today to help us uh, talk about pumpkin and spice beers. Right. Um, right. Along with Doc. Yeah. So, so Drew, did uh, Justin just call you up and say, um, Drew, what you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, a little more desperation in the voice. <laughs> oh God! I, now I will say that this uh, we have we have turned a, a new leaf, I believe, because Drew is usually he usually does get that call from us on Sunday morning, but he got a, almost a full week's notice for this one. Yep. Am I right, Drew? Uh, three days. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Close enough. That's a week. Yeah. That, in BN, that's a week. Like, that's what my work week looks like. What's that example. binary? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, and Drew is in tech, so, you know, those guys get slammed for deadlines super fast already. So He's used to it. Yeah, for three days for a deadline, that's nothing, right? right? right. And I say that, t- I mean it, that's a week. When I say, oh, right. God, I've been working all week, what I mean is I've been working for three days. Yeah, an so. hour a day. <laughs> for three days. Yeah. Starting, at, starting at noon. <laughs> for three days. Uh, all right, Drew. If you can hang on, uh, oh no, the phone hung up. So no, no, no more phone, Suze. Oh, okay. they lost power. Oh, it could be. The phone goes out. <laughs> all right. Um, well, if Drew loses power, we know he just had a heart attack because right. it's not the weather. Because so. he's generating all, all power. I wanna, all I want to say to the East Coast listeners is, oh my God, put the phone down and run for the hills. <laughs> Serious, especially the people calling in from Jersey. It's kind of hardcore, uh, but I like it. Um, okay, so Drew and and JP was kind of helping me to clarify just at the beginning there because I you know I kept kind of saying pumpkin beer, but help us out with the style a little bit because um, and and in competition guys it's it's pumpkin and spice beer right it's not always uh, spice or urban vegetables or vegetables, vegetables. Yeah, I see. and yeah. pumpkin would go under that unfortunately so, yeah. yeah they put pumpkin in and and oftentimes I think that e- uh, even craft breweries might call their beer pumpkin beer but it's doesn't necessarily have pumpkin, pumpkin in it. Pie. It might just be a yeah. spice beer, right? Yeah. Uh, to my mind, I swear, every time I've ever heard anybody say, oh, I want to make a pumpkin beer, uh, what they really mean is they want to make a beer that tastes and smells like pumpkin pie. Okay. Uh, because, let's be frank, pumpkin doesn't exactly have a lot of flavor. Right. It's kind of like squash. I mean, it's a squash, right? So it's Absolutely. it's got that kind of bland vegetable flavor. Yeah. Sort of like true. Like, like old hops. <laughs> Right, like old hops, even. 
Okay. So, so there is, is there, has anyone ever had a beer that's pumpkin beer but does not have spices in it? Yeah. You have? Oh, yeah. With just pumpkin? Yeah, in just it. pumpkin. No, it's just, no, what? Oh, I mean, just pumpkin or just spices? I mean, just pumpkin. No, no. You haven't. No. Yeah. You wouldn't find that. I think no. it'd be too bland. Yeah. Hermitage yeah. tried to do one this last season. And um, they put about two pounds of pumpkin per glass, and it tastes like nothing. They were so mad oh. that the um, essence of pumpkin didn't come out. Right. The essence of vegetable didn't come out. They like did it in the mash, and then they also roasted it and put it in as a dry hop as well. Or not dry hop, but a secondary fermentation. Dry pump. Dry pumpkin. Isn't uh, isn't the essence of vegetable like a flaw that you can produce just with yeah, like, poor right. fermentation yeah. techniques? Yeah, vegetative flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Instead. Yeah. Uh, well, would it matter what kind of pumpkin you use? Yes, it does. Because you yeah, can get sweeter. the carving pumpkins, or you can get yeah. like the sugar pumpkins, which are for pumpkin pie. Yeah. So yeah. I have a feeling a lot of the people who are trying to make pumpkin beers are making it from are making it with jack o' lantern pumpkins yeah, that are like you know eighteen pounds and that can't and taste. Yeah, right. Yeah, they they're fairly tasteless and things, but yeah, because ones for pumpkin pie are those little little guys, little babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're called, yeah sugar pie pumpkins. Yeah. And yeah, I think I, I've never the, seen the, one. The best uh, pumpkin pumpkin beer that I've ever had, we used kind of old-fashioned heirloom pumpkins. And even then, like after a whole bunch of babying, the only thing that you really got from the pumpkin was kind of a sense of jalapeno. That's like, a, like a vegetal thing. Yeah. That's weird. So say again then, uh, of the, there's a couple different uh, kinds of pumpkin. And even though we're going to get to spices because you have to have those two, what kind of pumpkin, uh, and we'll go to Drew and Doc, what kind of pumpkin would you use uh, in your pumpkin beer recipe? Uh, at least for my uh, my sake, uh, avoid yeah. the jack-o'-lanterns and go for, right for the pie pumpkins. I also think that any of the heirloom pumpkins are kind of overkill. And you're not really going to get much for the pies. Okay. The pie pumpkins, uh, you said. Yeah. And adding that they're kind of hard to find. All the yeah. time, uh, you can find jack o' lanterns pretty much anywhere because they're cheap to grow. Everybody has them. Are the pumpkin? Are the pie pumpkins called pie pumpkins at the store? Either that or sugar uh, sugar yeah. pumpkins. Yeah. Okay. And they're they're a lot smaller. They don't make. They look more like a squash than yeah. than squat. That. Yeah, they're kind of that that low flat looking guy instead of the nice round jack o' lantern pumpkin. Okay. So those are the kinds that you'd you'd recommend they use. And Drew. You know, you've kind of gave me a, a small outline here, but um, you had kind of an idea about what people actually mean when they say they want a pumpkin beer. And that's, is that what yeah, you mean it, by the pie flavor? Yeah, totally the pie flavor. They uh, What they want to do is they want to taste the ginger, the cinnamon, the nutmeg, the allspice, the mace, you know, all that stuff that you associate with the idea of pumpkin pie. Okay. Well, <laughs> when was the last time you sat down to a nice big bowl of pumpkin? <laughs> right. You, you don't. It's it's a more about uh, you know the pumpkin pie, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, so you you just it's not like having a plate of squash necessarily. Okay. And Drew, you've also got a little history for us, uh, some some early American history and pumpkins, just to kind of get us charged up for this. Yeah, I and mean, the main thing that that people always kind of forget is that when. The country first started, you know, people, I mean, these are all British subjects, and so, of course, they drank beer. I mean, it was their their primary thing, but they didn't have access to Montana or Canadian barley fields at that point in time, so we didn't really have a lot of, you know, brewing quality barley, and so they used 
everything to make beer. And if you go back and you look at the records, you'll see that, yep, they used pumpkins, they used squash, they used acorns. Uh, that's the one that trips me out the most is that they used acorns. How desperate do you have to be that, <laughs> that you're going and mashing an acorn in order to make beer? Yeah. Pretty desperate. Well, what else are you going to do with an acorn? How are you going to get high if you don't do something? Come on. Yeah, so it, 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 there is a kind of a long history uh, of pumpkins in beer, mostly around New England. Uh, but, of course, once people figured out that they could grow apples and make cider a hell of a lot easier, uh, that all kind of died out and went away. Got it. That makes sense. So, so apple cider fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. much easier, too, than uh, squishing acorns. And I'm sure you have to do a lot. I'm sure you have to process a lot of the acorn. <laughs> How much starch is in there? That'd be weird. To yeah. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, I'd love to get it. Like, hey, this is the specific gravity of an acorn. Right. <laughs> the extract. Yeah, what's the extract on an acorn? I'd like to see this as one of these stupid experiments that homebrewers do, that homebrewers that aren't me. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the like the cooking with, with stones instead of flame and all right. that kind of stuff. I'd like to see the acorn beer. We'll, we'll do it on BYOB season two. <laughs> Right. I mean, not because I think it would taste all that good, but I'm just curious about the process of complete, like you say, Tasty, how much starches and stuff are in there. Uh, it's got to be, be just from the squirrel saliva or something. Yeah, and right. the squirrels dig it. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It's mashed with two squirrels. allows to convert. <laughs> now, Bevo and I did drink squirrel penis beer once, I think. so. Um, That's right. Yeah. Wasn't it raccoon penis? Oh, maybe it was raccoon penis. I think it was at NHC one year. It was. It yeah. was. And it was probably brought to us by Drew or one of his stupid friends. <laughs> no, 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 no. I claim absolutely no responsibility for anything involving a raccoon penis. <laughs> that, that doesn't mean it wasn't you. Yeah, or one of your stupid friends. <laughs> yeah. uh, I deny it, too. <laughs> uh, okay. Um... All right, so we've established now that even though we might call them a pumpkin beer, it's a little gimmicky. That's my, that's what you might tell your family uh, as you're giving them the beer. You really have to have the the spice component um, as well. Uh, but b- before we get to that, are there ways to maximize the pumpkin flavor in how you prepare the pumpkin and how you use the pumpkin and in what part of the brewing process you use the pumpkin? we talk about that before we get to spices yeah i I think we should uh if you want to use real pumpkin like the whole squash thing yeah you you have to uh roast it first uh like you would a squash you're going to cook it about 325 for an hour hour and a half depending how big it is why uh because you want to caramelize things you want to try to break down some of the starches you want to dry them off of water yeah and, oh, okay. and, and it's more fermentable than it's, it's, yeah because it, you're gonna you, you really want to mash it at this point can can you roast it too too hot can you put it at too hot of a temperature to make unfermentable sugars uh you'll probably just more burn it yeah or it, it's gonna get that that burnt acrid flavor that you don't, really don't want you just want to kind of roast it so it gets soft so you you want to clean the the guts out of it uh cut it up into chunks roast it and and then you can take the skin off chop it up some more that, that's one way of doing it. Uh, I, I, Leave the skin on in the oven. In the oven. But take it off afterward. Right. Okay. Uh, you can also, uh, you can put it in the boil. Some people have done that one, but you're not going to get any uh, of the sugar uh, or any, any, of the, you know, any of the fermentables out of it that way. You really need to mash it that way. Okay. Do you want to talk about canned pumpkin yet? Well, Drew, yeah, do you have anything to add about the? Uh, is this all right with you about actually roasting the pumpkin and putting in the mash? Anything it's to add? Totally, it's totally the way to do it. Uh, yeah. Slice the thing in half. Uh, you know, Doc was talking about slicing up in chunks. I just I whack it in half. You know, like with you know a knife I don't care about, and then scoop out the seeds, flip it up, uh, flip it so the flesh is up. Uh, 
brush it with a little bit of uh, something like butter or bacon fat. Oh, and then, bacon fat. And then uh, roast it for an hour, and I do a 400 because I kind of want it to actually get sort of uh, just a little bit of the start of the char on the edges. Uh, and then, yeah, take that, and you just scoops right out and just throw it in. So you want more of the caramely kind of flavor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you might as well try and get something uh, something from that pumpkin. I, I've had some people I know, they'll roast it, and they won't even bother scooping the seeds. They won't bother peeling it out or taking it off the, the skin, and they'll throw all of that uh, all of that into the mash. Ah. And that uh, that one in particular is one I'm thinking of where what I got was uh, the jalapeno thing, and that was mostly from the peel. Yeah. Um, how about uh, cutting it up into chunks, smaller chunks? You know that's the thing. By the time uh, by the time it's done roasting, uh, I mean if you've let it go good and long, and you're getting those caramelized bits on the top, it's so soft that you could just kind of stir it in, and it'll fall apart. Right. Huh. Okay. It right. turns out it turns out it's the same thing I do when I want to make pumpkin soup. So. All right. Is is there a such thing as a, a commercial example that if they're not just using spices, they're using pumpkins, they don't roast it first, or is that unheard of? You know, I don't. Uh, I don't really know uh, what most of them are doing. Uh, most most pumpkin beers really are just spice beers. Uh, mm. You know, you got some of the folks who are actually doing it, and if they're in a brew pub, I would say that yeah, they're probably roasting. Uh, otherwise, you got guys who are just going and boiling the pumpkin as well. I because hey, I've got boilers. Yeah, I, I I looked at a lot of recipes over the last week. I got a whole week to look into this. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, uh, a lot of the pro brewers were talking about what they do, that kind of thing. Um, and they all either roast it, and a couple of them use canned pumpkin, and that's already roasted, too. Oh, I see. So it's not that it's a raw... So, no, yeah. I, I, I did not run across even one that uses raw pumpkin. Okay. Well, there would right. be absolutely no flavor then, right? Yeah, you you would probably get some fermentables out of it if you mashed it right, uh, but... Yeah, you're not going to get. You'd have any, to chop it up really fine, probably. Yeah, and you're, you're not going to get any of the the pumpkiny flavor out of it anyway. Uh, is the canned pumpkin uh, in chunks or is it a puree at that it, point? It, it's it's mush. It's just mush. It's, it's it's like pumpkin pie filling, which don't use yeah. pumpkin pie filling. Oh yeah. No, there's there's two kinds that gets either it's just raw pumpkin in the can, and then stuff called pumpkin pie filling that you don't want to use. Because yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent roasted pumpkin. Yeah, that's what you want. Otherwise, it's it's got usually. Uh, some preservatives and stuff in there that uh, it can mess with the yeast. Okay, and spices and other fun things. Yeah, it's stuff that you don't have control over. So, but yeah, you want to have just pure uh, pumpkin. Okay, and it's usually roasted, pureed, and and then put in the can. What do you prefer, Doc, to do the can or do the fresh roast? Do you roast I, yourself? I've done both, and you know, I do. I. I've been there just to try the the whole roasted pumpkiny thing. Yeah, and it turns into a long brew day. Okay, or, or I've done it the night before, so I I, I go to the can. So yeah, you didn't taste a flavor preference out no, of the two. No, it mostly with me. It, it it's about getting the we have that in there, but it's the, getting the spices dialed in right. Yeah. Uh. So, but with the cans, I know exactly how much is there. It's already weighed for me. Okay. Yeah. And Drew. Uh, depends if I'm feeling like I have to have an extra bit of pride in there. Yeah, I'll go for the uh, the can uh, for the whole pumpkins. Uh, but what I actually do most of the times, I take the canned pumpkin and I run it through a sieve. Oh. I just let it sit there, 
And if you have a if you have a tight enough sieve or a cheesecloth or something, and let it sit in that cheesecloth for a couple of hours, it will drain out a lot of the water. Um, hmm. And then that way you kind of get a slightly more concentrated pumpkin goo going in your mash. Uh, the one thing I've wanted to try that I haven't uh, haven't actually had the opportunity yet is to take the pumpkin puree and actually try roasting that. Ooh, ah, that would be tough, I think. Yeah, you'd have to worry. You'd have to worry about the burning. That's the, the, the yeah. one thing I haven't really yeah. uh, figured out a good solution for, except for maybe uh, uh, onto a sill pad or a uh, or parchment paper and stir it on a regular basis. Yeah, you got to keep turning it over. It's, yeah, or you're babysitting that thing, or maybe like yeah, a, but like, it, it might be worth the the effort. At least it's you know a dumb enough idea for a homebrewer to pull off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I'm really tired of how you bag on homebrew. Uh, maybe like a creme brulee torch or something. Maybe you can just torch it. Yeah, big propane torch. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Light on fire and get just get your little brown caramelization going on. Whoa, top whoa, of that. whoa, whoa! You know, let's let's leave race out of this <laughs> just for once, please. Uh, Jack the Ripper in the chat room wants to know: um, <laughs> Could you please ask Drew if the canned stuff in the Mega Marts can be used, or will it make your beer taste like ass? It can. Uh, again, make sure that it's the just the roasted pumpkin and not the pumpkin pie. Uh, otherwise, the main thing I would say is uh, watch, uh, look at the, the look at the back of the the label and see and make sure there's no uh, sulfites in there. Okay, uh, that's that's one of the main things that I find sneaks in that that does a uh, a bad thing. Uh, one of the other things to watch out for is a lot of times the canned pumpkin uh, that we get, particularly in pumpkin pie filling, isn't 100% pumpkin. Mm. It's usually extended with uh, butternut or acorn squash as well, and it's sometimes Hubbard. Okay. Because it's cheaper. Right. Sounds like dog food. You have to add, you know, some, <laughs> yeah, throw, fillers. Some, throw some fillers in there. Um, okay. Uh, Aaron in Western New York asks, has either Doc or Drew ever shred the pumpkin in a food processor and added it to the mash? No. Bec- I, uh, the first one I ever did was, God, it had to have been 1993, 94, a long time before. There was even a lot before of information. Yeah, a lot of information on it, and I, I actually used raw pumpkin, and I, I cut it up into squares, I really small squares, and I mashed it. I didn't get a lot out of it, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then the spices took over. I was all proud of it, but um, and it, but there's been a lot more information, a lot more people have done it since then, and I you really can't shred it up unless it's already been cooked, and then it just it's goo anyway. Okay. Yeah, and I think the, uh, I think the other problem, aside from you know possibly destroying your food processor uh, with the amount of uh, shredding you're talking about, is I don't think pumpkin gelatinizes at mash temperatures. So what does um, that mean to me? Uh, you, so gelatin, uh, gelatinization is the process that basically unlocks the starch and makes it available uh, to the enzymes for uh, conversion into sugar. Okay. So if you don't if you don't achieve a certain minimum temperature. Uh, for instance, most of the stuff that we're used to using in brewing all gelatinizes b- below mash temperatures. Okay. So oats and wheat and all that unlocks fine without having to do anything more. Things like corn and rice, yep. those, uh, those for instance, require uh, being boiled or brought up near to a boil in order to unlock the starches in order to make them available to the enzymes. And I think pumpkin's in that same area. Yeah, that, when they talk about a cereal mash, where we got to really either boil it to get it up to, it has to break apart the little compartments that have all the starch inside. Otherwise, it, enzymes can't get to it. Okay. So you have to you, you have to 
pre-gelatinize it. That's why yeah. we use flaked corn and flaked rice. Which it's already pre. It's already pre. It's been done. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah, and and the problem is if you if you throw the raw pumpkin in there and, and it doesn't gelatinize, uh, what you'll end up having is kind of starch and protein hazes that can carry through the mash into the boil and everything else, and you end up with wonderfully cloudy, horribly unstable beer. Okay, so you do want to be really careful about that. I was just doing a little bit more research on it, but what I recall is that it does not gelatinize until like one eighty, one ninety. Got it, and so, we're never going to that. So. Yeah. Okay. No. So you won't get much out of it, even if you throw it in the mash at that point. Okay. All right, Travis is on the line, and he wants to chime in on the discussion. Hey, Travis, what's happening, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Justin? Good, good. What do you got hey, for us? I just made a, uh, a pumpkin beer. It was going to be a pumpkin spice beer, but I haven't got the, to the spice yet. So right now it is just a pumpkin beer. And okay. what I did was I took 10 pounds of canned pumpkin, and I took about one can, I think about two pounds apiece, put it on a cookie sheet, and roasted it in the oven. So it got uh-huh. nice and caramelized and brown. And I think if you do it that way, it makes your house smell fantastic and actually imparts some flavor into the beer, too. Because I know I tasted the pumpkin itself. It's pretty bland. But if you roast that pumpkin, and then what I did, I added it, kind of steeped the specialty grains because it was an extract of uh, amber ale, and then I added some into the end of the boil, flame out, and they also dry hop with some of that. It really does add a little bit of a flavor. But not a whole lot. At 10 pounds and 5 gallons didn't add a significant amount. I think the spice is more important. But, you know, okay. it does do something if you caramelize, caramelize it real nice. Yeah, well, it's even worse than that because if you use 10 cans, that's 18 pounds of pumpkin. Because a can, a can of pumpkin is about 1.8 pounds. Wow. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was about a, it was 5 cans, so it was roughly around 10 pounds. Okay. Right, a yeah. shitload of pumpkin. Okay. For, for all the effort, I don't know if it's necessarily worth it. I know the spice is more important. I made a, a spice tea by soaking pumpkin pie spice and vodka, and I haven't added it yet. So it's one of those things I was going to kind of do a bench test on. But right now, it's a carbonated pumpkin beer. And mm-hmm. so you can taste the pumpkin, but, you know, you can taste the caramely notes and kind of the sweetness from the pumpkin. But at that, you know, I, I feel like the spice is the more important component to the beer. Okay. Thanks, Travis. I appreciate it, brother. Hey, no problem. All right. So that's good input. It it sounds like, and, and this goes for a lot of uh, brewing processes, that really that kind of caramelization process, that browning process, is what's mm-hmm. going to impart any uh, at least um, desirable flavor because the other part will just taste like raw vegetable. So, yeah, And our brains love brown. <laughs> right. Let me see if I had this right now. The oh. cooked the cook can pumpkin, is it converted or not? It's yeah, not converted. yeah, it is, but it's already been cooked. Otherwise, it, it wouldn't yeah, be The starch has all been... Yeah, okay. It's so, all been gelatinized, right, but, but he's talking about is getting mm. some melanoin and then, reaction and then to it. And some of those starches mm. and convert them to sugar. Yeah. I got you. And to, try, you know, try to get those browning flavors. Yeah, the caramels. And, yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. I think I had some more here from the chat room, too. Well, it's, it just seems like, uh, you know, so we've discussed so far is you can just leave the pumpkin out. <laughs> and really, yeah. we're all we're, you know the end game here is the spices I, just yeah. take over the thing. I, well, I, think, right. I think we're trying really hard, really a, hard to make the pumpkin worthwhile. I think all say this the pumpkin, just put it on the edge of the glass, and you'll you'll smell it, and that'll be about all you'll need. But aren't we as home brewers trying to do stuff that other people can't do? <laughs> and this is probably I think why some homebrewers end up not coming out so well because we don't know how to use this ingredients that we're trying to use. Right. So if you want to use it, this is the way to do it. Well, although I would say is that even if the answer is, and I think I'll ask both Drew and Doc 
their honest opinion. Even if the answer is that, yeah, you can go ahead and leave the pumpkin out, yeah. it's it's worthy of discussion because they've gone through the process of figuring figuring that out, and also done it in kind of a like you didn't do it as a big pumpkin lover and just really trying to force yourself to love the pumpkin in this right, beer. Right. So so with that being being said, Doc, if you were going to do a, a Thanksgiving beer or a quote unquote pumpkin beer again, would you even bother with the pumpkin? Yes, I would. You still would. Okay. Yeah, there's intangibles. Uh, the, you know, there's the mouthfeel. The, yeah, there's uh, got to be. There's there's, there's there's a little something in there. Okay. Plus, when somebody asks you, is there any pumpkin in here? <laughs> and I don't like to lie to them. Well, that's true. That's a good point. Just but, throw but, a little bit in. Yeah, but uh, you know, when you're mashing it, you got to worry about you know protein rests and things. But if you ever had a, a spice pumpkin beer, it tastes really thin and all spices in your face. Mm-hmm. That's that just sucks. Okay. Uh, you really want to have something that's got some mouthfeel to it. Okay. Uh, some roundness, like a pumpkin pie. Yeah. Basically. And Drew, same question for you. Same response. Uh, (laughs) I hate to to agree with Doc, but yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Drew. Well, I like that because I don't want it to be uh, invaluable. I I want it to have something to it um, because I am nostalgic in that way. It's worth it, but what we're trying to do is trying to eke everything we can with some of the techniques that we know. Okay. Which is roasting and Mm -hmm. uh, maybe re-roasting the... the pie spice, the, uh, the pie pumpkin pie that comes in the can. Okay. Yeah. Well, and a lot like you know, uh, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> some of the stuff that that uh, more advanced homebrewers do are people who like to experiment, doing uh, you know, like quote unquote ancient recipes and you know historical recipes. It's more about the journey, I think, than the actual outcome. You know, the beer's oh. going to probably stink if you have a lot of blackstrap molasses and you know you're mashing acorns, but. It's not. That's not the point. The point is the the process of doing it. And I think uh, a lot of homebrewers kind of relive. You know, they live their inner commercial brewer or their experimentationalist. Yeah, if I can make a word up, well, or their uh, early by, by, colonialist. Yeah, by doing all that kind of stuff and and yeah, that's uh, what do yourself is all about. Well, that, yeah. that's what gets me brewing again. Is I, I someone comes up with some weird technique or something new to brew with and. Yeah. Man, that's what I want to try. Right. I mean, I could I could brew a pale ale every other day, and yeah, man, that's fun because yeah, I'm home brewing. But when I come, you know, get a hold of some somebody's new technique or something, yeah. that's really what I want to try. Right. And this is this has got that written all over it. Okay, JP, you were sounding dangerously positive about homebrewing. <laughs> I mean, it was it was bordering on positive. It was more of like if you're gonna do it, do it right. Then positive. Then positive. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify. Oh, so that that, red, that needle got from the red and yellow over maybe hitting the green a little bit? No, it was just uh, a, a oh, cautionary tale, that's all. No, it was negative. If you're going to be a douchebag, do it right. Do it is right. Is more what it was, uh, I think. Yeah. yeah. Doc, I think technically he was closer to chartreuse. <laughs> right. Uh, here's a question um, while we're still on the, the pumpkin part is... Um, uh, I don't know who it was from the chat room, but asked if you could use uh, a sweet potato or, I, I don't even know what this is, but, or choco. Well, then it wouldn't become a pumpkin ale. It would be a sweet potato ale. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah actually, you know, I'm, I'm from the South, and frankly, I prefer sweet potato pie over pumpkin pie, so I'm all for it. Well, I, I, always, I was thinking today about, uh, I, I make a make sweet potatoes with bourbon, mm-hmm. and it's, it's Awesome! Yeah, yeah. Like imagine making a, a a bourbon ale with sweet potatoes or pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. And what? Did anybody know what choco is? No, I imagine it's some sort of starchy root okay. or tuber. <laughs> I thought that's what the dude does to the hose. 
It looks like a nut sack is what everyone else is telling me. Because um, one of the guys posted. Um, Susie, like the they're just page. fucking with you. <laughs> they're showing you pictures. It's of weird. It, it like it kind of looks has like hair. this. Yeah. It looks like they except sat, without the hair on it. Yeah, they rolled it in gum and then dropped it on a barbershop floor. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that's not attractive. I'll find the picture for you guys. Choco uh, may refer to an alternate name for chayote. Chayote, a green yeah. vegetable of the gourd family. Yeah, it's a, it's a Mexican Central American uh, uh, vegetable. Uh, that I would probably expect to have more uh, more vegetal uh, greenish flavors to than I would with a sweet potato. More, but either yeah. way, all of that stuff you're going to still have to fight against the fact that you have so much water in them. Uh, well, right. then it would be a choco beer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well can, can you compensate beer. for all the water in there by you know less barge water, less uh, you know water in, in the brew? I wonder if you'd want to, because it ha- probably has a lot of that vegetal taste and tannins and shit in it, right? Well, I know, but uh, I think we're talking more about yeah, every ingredient we put in there already has a lot of water in it. Yeah. Uh, it goes back to uh, making vodka out of potatoes. Mm. Potatoes are almost all water, so you have to use a shitload of potatoes to make vodka. Okay. And uh, it, it maybe kind of goes along the same lines of that. To get all the good stuff out of there, we have to put up with all the water that's still in it, too. Okay. Yeah, but the vodka producers get the distillers. Is there a, a dried pumpkin available? That, I, there's a lot of dried fruits and, and uh, vegetables. Is that a possibility, getting dried uh, pumpkin? And then add that in? The only dried squash I can remember seeing is, uh, you know, kind of the sweetened sulf- uh, sulfided uh, stuff that you sometimes find, like, in Japanese markets. And that's Japanese pumpkin. Right. I don't think I've ever actually seen, like, pie pumpkin uh, desiccated and and treated. I don't see why it would be useful in the in the food industry, but it might be uh, some use in brewing, for instance. Yeah. What about sweet potato uh, beer? Has anybody I've, have anybody heard of something like that? I I like that better as well. It's, uh, it's got more flavor. Uh, it's obviously more sugar than uh, yeah, pumpkin. more fermentables, right? Yeah. I've never had one. I haven't heard of anybody doing it, but it sounds great to me. Sounds better than uh, pumpkin beer. I'm sure that a future NHC will, uh, (laughs) Homebrewers Conference Club Night, will introduce us to a sweet potato beer. I see it coming down the pike. Can I get a keg to Philly? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's another question that came through uh, from Fierce Beard. Uh, He says, I've never been a huge pumpkin pie fan, but I do love roasted pumpkin seeds. And by the way, I'm in this camp, too. I don't eat pumpkin pie, but pumpkin seeds are great. Uh, has anybody ever tried using the seeds instead of the meat of the pumpkin? Um, seems like there's not a lot of flavor there, even less flavor there than there is in the rest of the pumpkin. Why do you like it? It's salty as shit. It's just salty. It's a salty <laughs> thing salty to chew on is really yeah. all it is. Yeah. So, You're like a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's got a little roasty flavor, just like we're talking about you know, some melanoidin. You know. Split the seeds, give your tongue something to do. All <laughs> right. So, no, it's, it's, I mean, it wouldn't really impart anything in a beer, would it? And of course, not speaking from experience. Well, oh, have you ever had one that has no salt on it? No. It doesn't taste Nothing. Like no. Yeah. So. No, it tastes like you're chewing cardboard. Okay. Yep. Cardboard oh, so, oh. beer. Oh, we've had that. Oh, so it tastes like all my beers. That's fantastic. <laughs> tastes like club night. <laughs> <laughs> it should be somebody's motto. Hmm. <laughs> tastes like club night. Uh... <laughs> Okay, um, I do have some, if we're ready, although I, I, I probably want to go to a break first. Maybe yeah. we should do this before we get into beer. spices. We've got two commercial examples in front of us. And Drew, uh, even though you might not have them, you've probably had them before. We've got the Shipyard Brewing Company pumpkin beer. And um, we've got 
Buffalo Bills, um, which is in Hayward up here, and they're purportedly the original pumpkin beer brewer. Buffalo Bills here. Put the lotions um, in the basket. So we've got two in front of us. I've tasted them both. If you guys haven't, please go ahead and do so. Um, one of them, uh, the Shipyard beer, that's the lighter one, right, Mosky? Uh, yes. Is more on the spice side, which we're about to get to, both in aroma and flavor, whereas the, the Buffalo Bills beer, uh, even right from the aroma, I don't smell a lot of the spices and things. Um, it's the, the the Buffalo Bills beer is actually a little more beery. You know, it tastes yeah, like a beer. Oh, definitely. And then it's got some subtle um, a pumpkin pie things happening. Very subdued on the spices front, I think. The cloudiness it, of the of the Bills one surprised me. Yeah, but it, it's some chill. The, 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 the taste is very muddled too. It's, yeah, it's, got, it's just kind of got too much going on. There's nothing sharp in there. Yeah, but the other one tastes like. Spicy water. A lot of spices. Although, there are a lot of sharp flavors. In fact, the the shipyard yeah. one, and not that I would recommend brewing it just like this, but this would be kind of that gateway beer I was talking yes, about definitely. at your family Thanksgiving, yeah. if you gave it to somebody that, oh gosh, that's that's beer? That's beer? Oh, uh, I'll, have, I'll, have, I'll have another half glass. Because it does have a lot of crisp uh, flavors, and, mm-hmm. and then definitely all those spice flavors, but... In my opinion, it's not a, a beer first by any means. Well, I, I think this this kind of uh, speaks to should you use pumpkin in your beer or leave it out. Okay. One of these beers is brewed with real pumpkin and the other is not. Oh, is that right? Can you guess which one is brewed with real pumpkin? The Buffalo Bill. Yes. yes. Yeah. It okay. has more mouthfeel. Yeah. It tastes more like a beer. It, I think it covers the spices a little bit. It balances the spice out a little bit. But uh, the Shipyard one is, yeah, is thin and kind of not awesome. I guess I want something in between. As a beer guy, I want it to be more like the Buffalo Bills, but maybe not quite so bland. Like Doc says, it's muddled. Yeah, well, it is brewed for the masses, right? Yeah. I, 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 I could see it coming up a little bit in gravity, like five pop, 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 top, top, top us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Five points or so? Yeah, I could see that um, easily. The shipper definitely better to do a beer bong with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's it's that light and airy. It is crisp and airy yes. and light. Yeah, you know, they'll, yeah, go in the back with the uncles and you know, yeah, do the Thanksgiving beer bong. <laughs> Drew, do you have any commercial examples <laughs> that you like to beer bong? Yeah, that you like. No, but I tend to avoid anything from uh, shipyard just because I always get diastole from it. Okay. Um, and yeah, you know, I think the best the the best commercial example of of a pumpkin beer I had I seem to think it was a, a cigar city beer. Oh yeah, but I kind of like I kind of like their beers anyway. So no, they're a great brewer, um, but uh, we barely ever get their beer. We have to go to yeah. special events to get their beer um, this way. And even then, yeah, uh, what you need is family that lives in Tampa. Uh, well, what did you like about it? Do you remember? I mean, uh, it, it was uh, it was kind of uh, a little experimental. You know, kind of. Uh, uh, it had the right level of spice and beer flavor, okay. you know. So it kind of ran in the middle between those two that you're having right now, but with a lot of kind of uh, uh, more uh, complex flavors to it, like a better, I think, a better yeast, uh, more uh, better yeast flavors and better malt. Moscow, what do you think of these two beers? Um, yeah, well, now that you call the shipyard beer light and thin, now I 
it's uh, that's all I can taste, okay. which is nothing. And now it's, I, I enjoyed it before, and now I'm I can't drink it. Oh. So thanks for that. <laughs> we, we fucked him over. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. I, I'm a rookie, right? I mean, I, I like the yummy stuff. You know, I'm, I'm like a kid. Like, yummy, it's, it's yummy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I like the spices. And I, I love pumpkin pie, and I yummy. like fall everything. So. I kind of like a, a lot of the pumpkin beers that I that I have. And okay, I, I know I'm not supposed to, but I don't mind pumpkin beers. I'm, no, I'm kind of with Moscow, but, but I wouldn't say yummy because I have a penis. But <laughs> I'd say it's good. Descriptive, <laughs> is it? Well, it's up for discussion. The Cigar City beer, so it's way bigger, <laughs> right? So I can imagine it would be much more enjoyable for craft beer people. I mean, it's like eight and a half percent. It's oh, it's, it's got to be a, a much bigger beer. Yeah, yeah. Let's face it. I'm just an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I saw the gambit going running uh, from just standard beer uh, strength, you know the the five and a half, yeah, you know, ten ten fifty ish beer, uh, all the way up to you know a ten sixty five beer where you like about an eight and a half, and yeah, you know the, it, it's going to have more of this, more of that, but less of this. So yeah, it's it's kind of how you want to do it. Okay, Suzer. Do you have any? Uh, did you get any to taste these beers? No. Oh, Moscow left you out of the tasting oh, process. No, I, got, I got some here. I'll get what you. a douche! Huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, why don't you try those? Here's what we'll do. Uh, assuming we're done with the pumpkin portion of this, and and it sounds like we we really only talked about putting it in the mash. Uh, of course, our caller said that he also put a little bit in the boil, and you could think about doing that. But the but both Doc and Drew have have talked about mashing it here in yeah. their process. We haven't even talked about how to mash it. You want to do that for the break? We probably should a little yeah. bit. Let's do it. Uh, Drew, you want to start out or you want me to take it? Yeah, you go with um, uh, Generally, you're going to put it in, in the mash. Uh, it's, it can be pretty gooey. Uh, you really want to uh, maybe put some rice hulls in there. Uh, I like to do a step mash because I can. So uh, you really kind of want to do a protein rest. Uh, that's about a 122. And then you can ramp it up just one more time up to... You know, in the 152 range, your, your general sacrification rest. But it, this thing's going to have a lot of protein in it. And Drew's talked about having haze carried over, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. So you want to kind of break some of that stuff up. Okay. So it's not that you're really trying to get fermentables. You're just trying to break up some of the Yeah, yeah you're, you're using something that's uh, got a lot of bad things to it, too much protein in it. Uh, maybe you don't get all this, you know, the starches converted. Or, or at least broken up so you can uh, use them. It's got the bad touch. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, got the bad touch. So you, if you can't do, you know, a step mash, fine. Uh, you'd probably be just doing a single infusion. A lot of people get get good on that one, but you, you you expect to have a cloudy beer. Okay. All right. You might have to do more on the finings end if yeah. you're going to go that route. Yeah. Okay. So you do a little rest there. Yep. Is that it? Just the uh, one. Yeah. Rest? Yeah. If you, if you get the chance, you, you can do it. Do do a protein rest on this kind of thing. Um, and just mash it in with the rest of your grains. And you just, it's not like you have to leave it on top or anything. You can mix it all in. Be careful with it because it's thick and it, it can, it, you can heat it up beforehand. I've done that. So it gets more like, like, uh, Drew's soup. Yeah. Okay. And it mixes in a lot better that way than just trying to pour it lumpy out of the can. Right. Okay. All right, Drew, anything to add there? Rice holes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Definitely rice holes. Okay. And and that is yeah. I mean, I agree with Doc. If you if you have the uh, if if you're not a lazy sob like I am, the, the protein <laughs> rest is definitely recommended. Okay. Uh, but otherwise, uh, rice holes expect your mash to look orange and goopy, and pray to God that it flows. And, and yeah, it's, it's probably going to be slower if you if you're doing a, a really 
fast uh, batch sparging. Uh, be okay. careful. Be careful. And and just to clarify for for newer brewers, uh, you know, rice hulls don't add any fermentables or any color or anything. Right. They're really there just to uh, manipulate your grain bed in such a way that when you have thick junk like this, uh, what's another thing like uh, uh, wheat? <laughs> wheat? If you use a lot of yeah. wheat, yeah. that will also clog your mash or rye. Um, right. Then Oats. it actually allows your sparge, the water, to flow through the grain bed just as it would if it, you didn't it, have this it, junk. It breaks up the goo clumps that can form, and if you've got glue clumps in there. You're not sparging anything through them anymore, so you're not getting anything out of it. So it actually makes it more efficient. Okay. Uh, but you just don't want to turn it into this big dough ball. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and, no- and normally you just use it to replace holes that would normally be provided by your grain, but aren't there. And yeah. since pumpkin has no yeah. holes. Like in a rye or. Yeah. Or, 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 or wheat. Oats, wheat yeah. has no, no uh, <clears throat> holes. So, Susie, what do you think of those beers? Yummy. <laughs> They're delicious. Damo. <laughs> <laughs> um, you definitely pick out more of um there's more body in the Buffalo Bill one. Um for the the shipyard one, have you ever had their apple pie one? No. Apple head. Yes. Yeah, apple I head. Have. We had it at um the Some, Summer, Summer Brew Fest. Fest. Yep. Yeah. And oh, I was at my Chicks really digged it and not me. But, um, this reminded me a lot of it. it. I thought it was like apple pie as opposed to pumpkin beer. Totally. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So again, j- just heavy on the spice part. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, do you have a preference over either one? If you had to, do you, do you like either one of them? And it's okay. You could tell us if you I'm don't. I'm a big yeah. pumpkin beer fan. Yeah. And then after having to deal with all those pumpkins, I don't really want to see a pumpkin for a little while. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you just had a bad pumpkin experience. Yeah, I just had a bad pumpkin experience. What happened? Oh, I was. Just lots of pumpkins around right now. I see. Like yeah. for family and stuff, or you're just weird with pumpkins. The headless horseman molested like, you know, me. Cut this little hole out of it. And <laughs> right? Did you know that you penis? can get kind of long and thin pumpkins too? <laughs> <laughs> They're not all round yeah. and fat. No, <laughs> they feel real rubbery too. She dated some gingers. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with gingers. Right. Sure. No, there's no one thing. You're right. Yeah. It's so interesting that it's such a through line with craft beer guys that they just people craft beer people just don't seem to be into pumpkin beers, even when they're well made. It's so it's so interesting. Um, I've had a lot of bad ones, but then I I'm I still will try them. Yeah, I, I shy at first, and, I, uh, and then I, but I'll try them because maybe I'm I'm looking for the one that hey somebody finally did it right. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is because as home brewers who are trying this for the first time or second time, it's like everyone's first, within their first five batches, all, every homebrewer ever is making a beer with everything they can imagine in it and a lot of other shit in it. Well, this has Crystal 50 in it. I might as well put in two pounds instead of half a pound because I really like the flavor and they overdo it and they ruin it. And I think a lot of spice beers are are, are that way. Is, yeah. is People are heavy-handed because they think more is better in a beer and they haven't learned that less is actually more when it comes to spices and stuff. So especially spices. Yeah, so I, I think that's why, and it's not an intentional knock on 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 homebrewers. It's a just an honest uh, observation from homebrewing for fifteen years. Like that's what that it's that, that's what happens. Well, I, and so I don't be he, sensitive. I think uh, you know, I was the caller Travis, where he hadn't put in, in yet. Yeah, but he made an extra. the tincture. Yeah. But he yeah. made the tincture, so he can dial it back in at the end. Where there's good, good good doing that because if you put it in the boil a lot of stuff boils away anyway okay and then when it you're in primary fermentation you're going to scrub it out with the co2 it's going to come back back out again so you could end up with too little yeah. but you could also end up with too much in that uh, too way, much 
is hard to deal with. Too little is easy to deal with. You can you can add it back through. All right. Well, that's what we're going to talk about when we come back because I think JP is spot on in the fact that uh, the reason that a lot of homebrewers are turned off by this or, or, or brewers in general is that it's difficult to get the spices right. So here's what we'll do. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Drew Beecham and Doc will walk us through the uh, spice process of uh, a good pumpkin or spice beer. Also, if you want to call and tell us what's happening uh, on the East Coast and let us know that you're safe, 888-401-BEER. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Are you a hophead? Beer lovers of all stripes will love Brewers Publications' latest release, IPA, Brewing Techniques, Recipes, and the Evolution of India Pale Ale by Mitch Steele. I wanted to write a book that presented an accurate review of the history of IPA and also provided current technical brewing tips and recipe information. India Pale Ale is a style I love because it has a rich, fascinating history, and today it provides brewers a showcase for all the great new hop varieties that are available. I'm so proud of this book, and I know you'll enjoy all the recipes and thoughts from so many of the world's great IPA brewers. IPA is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com and your favorite homebrew store. Order your copy today and take your hot poured beers to the next level. American Homebrewers Association and Brewers Association members receive early notice and special discounts to most Brewers Publication releases. Visit brewerspublications.com to learn more and to find a schedule of author appearances. IPA by Mitch Steele. Get yours today. Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zinashev original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of $7.99 Bruce Saber. 
fair shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home-brewing goods for the future. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, multi-character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy-drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I've always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind, but I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors that we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate. Perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. Brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm yes, but the cheese making supplies. No. Oh, the wine making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What's funny is brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. I didn't mean to hurt your body I didn't mean to steal her away I know she meant a lot to your buddy But she and I are here to stay You know, I kind of had a feeling that something was wrong When I was drunk last night But now that's drunk as your mom I know you don't like seeing us together I don't I still don't know just how we got together But you started looking good around five You know I kinda had a feeling that something was wrong When I was drunk last night And I'm as drunk as your mom Daddy, and I sure as hell ain't gonna call you son. I bet you never thought I'd be your daddy. No, 
this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. we got a few more things to do here. We're talking to Drew Beecham and Doc about uh, pumpkin beers today. If you got questions, 888-401-BEER. Also, if you want to let us know uh, how it's going out on the East Coast there, if you're hunkering down through the hurricane, then as soon as we're done with the topic here in a few minutes, we'd love to take your calls and find out how everybody's doing. 888-401-BEER is that phone number. Before we move on, uh, real quick, we want to mention the Twitter game. We've actually got a, a, a two-week Twitter game. I, I'd forgotten to mention at the beginning of the show here, but uh, this one's going to last over to next week because it's a Halloween-themed Twitter That's game. That's right. What do we have, Jip? Uh, well, we are looking for your best Halloween costume beer-related. Okay. I know a lot of you losers out there, I mean, a lot of you listeners out there uh, go for the beer-related theme stuff, so, uh, you know, show us what you got. Okay. So we're looking for your best beer-themed Halloween costume. Or if you're abroad, you could just be a slutty costume. Or if you're right? abroad, if you're... But I, you know what I don't want to see is the slutty nurse or the naughty devil. Because they're, uh, they're all gay. over. No, I want to see better ones than that. Be a little more creative with your... T- I mean, with Well, your, you might not win, but I still want to see it. Well, What's wrong? What happened to you? Don't put it you? down. Nothing happened to me. I guess I just have uh, higher expectations than you do. I don't <laughs> I guess know. So, I think it's more that you're bored with life. Because hey. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah. Please don't send us your slutty nurse photos. No, I want a better costume than that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want a better costume than that. Wow. You are hard to please, my friend. Slutty yeah, nurse with knee pad. Talk to my girlfriend. So send your beer-themed photos into the Brewing Network Twitter feed, and next week we'll give a double prize is what we'll do, because it's a two-week... Uh, double Twitter. prize! We'll go through and figure out who the best uh, beer-themed yeah. uh, costume was. All right. Whoever moves my wiener first. <laughs> really? So uh, we're oh. still talking uh, pumpkin beer here. Uh, well, pumpkin and spice beer, I should say. And we've covered the uh, process of actually adding the pumpkin to your beer. And now it's time to talk about probably the, the more important part, which is the, the spices part. So uh, who wants to start here? Drew? Yeah, uh, I'll start. Here's my manifesto, which is uh, don't use McCormick's pumpkin pie spice ever. <laughs> It's just too much. Well, it's it's, it's all mixed into one. Yeah, it's it's all mixed in one, which gives you no control over it. But the other big reason not to use it is uh, there's a sulfiding compound added to McCormick's uh, pumpkin pie spice. You can see it right on the back of the label. And so whenever you uh, add that to your beer, you always have the possibility of having an extra nice sulfur note. That's no oh, good. That, no. And if you put it in early, then your yeast won't ferment all the way down. <laughs> there goes my idea for a German lager pumpkin beer with McCormick's spice packet. No. <laughs> right. Okay, so don't use a spice. And, and and really what you're saying is look at any spice mix and make sure it doesn't have the, the sulfide components. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so we're, if we're not going for a pre-blend and we've, we've been told it's so delicate to get the right blend, what do we do? Uh, experiment. Uh, the main thing that you have to know is what are your pumpkin pie spices to begin with? And we mentioned them briefly uh, at the start of the segment, which is uh, cinnamon is obviously the big one that we all know and love. Uh, ginger, nutmeg, uh, allspice, uh, clove, and mace. Uh, 
And those are kind of the, the, the big notes that everybody sees. The problem is that most of those uh, clove, nutmeg, allspice, mace, they all contain a chemical that's called uh, eugenol. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right because yeah. I'm not a, chem- a chemist. Uh, but, y- uh, yes, you uh, are. Eugenol. And it's basically the thing in clove oil that makes your mouth go numb. It, it's, oh. it's, it's the smell when you go into the dentist office. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the smell. More and like, each yeah. one of those spices has it. Yeah. yeah. More like huge and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you want to feel like you're going to go visit Doc... <laughs> Yeah. What, 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 what is what is it smell like that at the dentist office? Because you have that on uh, there. Yeah, we we use it uh, pre numbing or something. No, no, no. It, it's used in a lot of different um, mixing things that we use. We we mix it together. It's it's one component, okay. and uh, it just comes through. It it's a little bit goes a long way. It's you know it's used to make your dentist uh, experience that more that much more unpleasant tasting. Because God forbid it's a pleasant experience right. when you go into that office. Right. Can't smell like fucking brownies. That's the smell oh, no. like eugenol. <laughs> right. Some people like that smell. <laughs> right. Uh, dentists. <laughs> um, okay. So you have to be careful with each one of those just for the numbing factor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise you'll you'll never taste your beer. Uh, it, it literally stuns the taste buds. So I should use more in my right, beer, right. is what you're saying, George. Well, have you ever uh, had clove gum? Or yeah. It, yeah. It, it just... Your tongue's dead. Yeah. After it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to eat that before club night. All right. So that's a good start. <laughs> so we have to be careful. Uh, which one? Now, those are, they're all potent spices. And this is part of the problem. And in fact, going back to Moscow's question of why we're all so turned off by these types of beers, each one of those spices on its own is a potent spice. Right. Uh, is there one to be more leery of than another, Drew? Clove. The clove. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and nutmeg is right behind it. Okay. Yeah, I've had, you know, nutmeg is an offensive one for me. And and it's one that's been, uh, it's not offensive to the taste. If I just taste nutmeg or smell nutmeg as a spice, oh, it's nice. And I think that's why people use so much of it, because it is so nice. But then you taste it in a beer, and it's just, oh, God. And it smells very different in your hand. Yeah, or from the bottle that it does in the beer, right? And okay. a lot of people don't. It magna, it almost magnifies in the heat and all that kind of it, stuff. It's also kind of psychedelic at certain dosages. Oh, so use more nutmeg. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's just nutmeg beer, but dried. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, what other advice do you have for a spice wise, Drew? Uh, really, it's the same thing that I, that I always just spice and Doc alluded to it, uh, earlier is. When you're first doing this, go less than you ever think that you'll need because it is a hell of a lot easier for you to add it later than it is for you to get rid of it. So our caller earlier talked about his pumpkin beer that had no no spices in it yet, and he mentioned, hey, you know, I've made a uh, – he called it a spice tea, but really it's a spice tincture. Uh, that where he had soaked the spices in vodka and he was planning on dosing that in. And I've actually come a long way to liking that as opposed to uh, adding uh, kettle spices. Uh, I think when you tend to get a cleaner flavor, you tend to have more things survive because they don't have to go through the boil and the ferment. Mm-hmm. And you have the ability to kind of be able to adjust based on where your beer ends up when the, uh, when the yeast is uh, done doing its job. Well, not to mention that you actually get to taste the combination of spices together in your mm-hmm. tincture before it ever touches your beer, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. So and, you can figure out what to add more of. And most of these spices have more than one compound in them. So 
Uh, you throw them in the kettle, you're going to boil off things. And maybe, yeah, it still tastes like cinnamon, but you're not getting the subtleties of the cinnamon coming through. Okay. So, the, kind of things like that. So, right, I'm I'm right there with, with Drew. Uh, I like making tinctures and then adding them back. It's much more fun that way. Now, let me ask this to, just to give me a, a place, a, a starting point. Because both of you are saying to add less than what I think I should add. So, here's what comes to my mind when I think what I think I should add. I'm thinking like a teaspoon of each one of these. No, is less. that it's that too much? Yes. So yes. that's so that's a good that's a starting point, and, and so definitely less than a teaspoon well, of you, each. You could probably do a teaspoon of cinnamon, but uh, definitely like a quarter teaspoon of ginger and eighth of everything else. I see. Yeah. So I really am way up there when I think of adding it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. You would be a bad homebrew. Um, <laughs> But I'd be high as fuck. <laughs> you could split with the nutmeg. Yeah. <laughs> right. Make your beer right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I think uh, my default recipe for about five gallons uses about a quarter teaspoon of cinnamon and ginger, and then eighth, eighth of a teaspoon of all the heavy eugenol spices. Okay. And even then, I try and want to keep it around two of those spices, so I'm not going too heavy even even there. Yeah. If if I was to just yeah, you know, pull a pull a recipe off of somebody, and it just had these numbers. It, there's a lot of recipes out there, especially right now because of the holiday season. Yeah, I'd probably half of what do half of what they say, mm-hmm. and then add it back later yeah. on. You can always add it back in the keg or whatever. Yep, you know, uh, they're, they're talking about dry dry hopping, dry yeah. spicing things, or I like the tincture method. Anyway, well, we talked about the the tincture at the back end. Now, what what if you say put like you're maybe suggesting half the spices, like late in the boil, that is get them into the ferment. Because mm-hmm. I think I think in the ferment, the the you, we say it's scrubbing things out, but I also I think it's it's sort of like you know these spices are actually flowing through the cells walls of these yeah. of the yeast and stuff. I think there's a, there's a certain change that a flavor we can't get just by adding the spice. Yeah, definitely into the finished that, beer. That's why you know adding them into so the maybe parts can go in there, and then mm-hmm. you can top it off. With your like yeah. pose on the cold with the side, the tincture. It's, yeah. it's definitely safer that way than, well, than than to go on a full bore and put them all in there, hoping that you didn't overdo it. Yeah, and one thing that I've done that I like is that you can also just make tea, literally teas. Uh, particularly with cinnamon, you get a there's a very different flavor that you get from a cinnamon tea hmm. as opposed to what you get from a cinnamon extract uh, or a tincture. Uh, when you do the tinctures, and, you know, uh, which is basically like two sticks of uh, two sticks of cinnamon crushed up in about four ounces of vodka and let it sit for a week. Uh, when you do a tea and you actually boil that cinnamon for just a brief period of time and then steep it hot, the difference is the tincture it has all that high heat of cinnamon, that kind of that big burn, uh, like like you'd get from a, a red hot. Okay. Uh, the tea, it's softer. And there's more of an earthy component to the cinnamon flavor, even if it's the exact same cinnamon sticks. Yeah, the exact same uh, variety. So do you want? And, to- so yeah, part and part. And I've I've done that before, where I blended a cinnamon tea with a cinnamon tincture into a beer to to get both uh, flavors. Hmm. Some of each. Yeah. So uh, do we want to get into the different kinds of cinnamon? <laughs> I know you have. Yeah. Yeah, I figured you would have. But- so there's a lot of different kinds. Well, there's. There's two main varieties. Two main varieties. Which one gets you high? <laughs> All right, never mind. Carry on. Well, uh, so the two varieties that uh, that exist out there, uh, there's there's Vietnamese, uh, uh, or sorry, Ceylon cinnamon, uh, which is true cinnamon. And the problem is, 
it's this great, wonderful stuff. All cinnamon is bark to a particular variety of tree. Uh, and Ceylon cinnamon, true cinnamon, is this really interesting kind of powdery brick red uh, substance when we get it. Uh, very earthy, kind of uh, almost floral and aromatics. Uh, the problem is if you hand that to most Americans and say, hey, I got you some cinnamon, they would look at you funny and say, that's not cinnamon. And that's because most of the time what we actually use here in the U.S. is not true cinnamon. We use something called cassia. That is un-American. Right. <laughs> Which mostly comes from Vietnam. Shit. Or Afghanistan. Uh, shit. Or terrorismville. Yeah. Fuckers. Or Vietnam. Shit. Go ahead. So uh, cassia is that red hot cinnamon flavor. Uh, that thing that that we all think of as, you know, dyed in the wool, true Americans, cinnamon, is actually uh, a related plant called cassia. Okay. And that's the that is really kind of the high heat cinnamon burn thing that we that we think of and will you use a combination of these as well so you get both flavors or do you have a preference you wounded me by asking that question i've wounded you <laughs> <laughs> of course he's not going to use the comments though. right <laughs> right How dare you okay <laughs> no, I use, uh, I've, used, I've used both I, I, I like the i like the play it's the same thing as with the tea right you know the tea has the earthy the the vodka tincture has the kind of the high the high burn notes right same thing here the problem is uh no big surprise uh true cinnamon is incredibly expensive in comparison to cassia i see but the good thing is we're talking about so little quantities for these beers that we're doing right that really oh go piss in the wind and take it out of your wallet yeah yeah i mean does like i haven't bought cinnamon in a while but when i used to buy and eat the cinnamon it was like 50 bucks is that still what happens right now i think it's called a lid. same as in town is, is a lid it's still a lid 50 bucks yeah. man i had two fingers of cinnamon <laughs> i'm set for the summer i mean i think that's worth it for a good batch of beer summer know. vacation I used to buy well it's not like you're you know getting so much that you know the the dea is gonna be coming down on your ass <laughs> right yeah you're it's just potatoes. personal use <laughs> Hey, you guys got any of the good stuff? <laughs> you know, I got an I got a lid of cinnamon broken up into dime bags. <laughs> Not the cassia. No, no, no. Talking about the smelly and shit. For those who are wondering in the in the chat room, uh, yeah, you could take cinnamon candies and do the same thing: soak them in vodka and extract the oil that way. <laughs> That's but interesting. Why? Yeah. Why would you want to? Yeah, I know, you might get some extra flavors out of there. I think I've had actually I've had a Red Hots beer or like a, a Fireball yeah. beer at, at of course at Club Night, right? And um, did it taste like Club Night? It tasted like a Red Hot. It tasted like a or a Fireball. A few and, years back, there was a, a, a spicy mead, like a yeah, yeah, the Red Hot mead. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe that's what it was yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, like that's that. been a big recipe online for a while. Okay, yeah, that's right. unfortunate. I liked it. I never had it. No. Now, Doc, uh, uh, assuming we can move on from cinnamon, you don't even have clove on your spice list when I'm looking at your recipe here. That's not something... Oh, no, you look at the first page. He smells it all day oh, long. Second page. Oh, you've added in, actually, it. Actually, in, in the recipe part. Oh, I see. So you do have clove, too. Yes. You have all and the it, spices. It's lumped in with nutmeg, clove, and mace. Okay. Let's. Can we talk about ginger? Because ginger is something that uh, <laughs> I, I don't always like the flavor of either, and also has a lot of different formats. I don't even like being around them. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about daywalkers for a second. Um, fresh ginger? Does it, is it always, is this always in like the dried spice form when you put in ginger? What do you guys think? It's, it's easier to measure when it's the dried form, yep. uh, but when you're, you're you're using the root, it's a lot a lot of water in it, so you really don't know what you're getting. Okay. And I've had a couple of beers where I thought I was playing it good and and low key, and I put way too much ginger in it. 
Okay. Ginger can be very overpowering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just I've, I've had even just in ginger beer. Yeah, right. Terrible. Yeah. It can be terrible. So this is another one. I and had. it doesn't go away over time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So even to make yeah. in your tincture, whether you uh, use alcohol or boil, you can mess up your tincture by adding too yep. much clove as well. Yeah. So, but you can also add more vodka. Yeah. Then, well, then you got a big and, problem, right? So now you got to add a lot more cinnamon and all that stuff. That, yeah, but, but then I got more tasty. vodka. Stacy, <laughs> that's why that's why you go and you get, you know, five different uh, five different mason jars and make yeah. five different tinctures. Yeah. For yeah. yeah. Then you can combine those to make the tincture. Huh? Right. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. And for my uh, for my takeaway, uh, what I actually like to use is argent. The ginger that you can buy in the produce section is decent, uh, but the really kind of the best ginger is uh, there's something called China number one ginger. <laughs> yeah. New number uh, one. Now better. Now more better. Yeah, I always feel like I'm buying heroin when I get to that. Um, but uh, number one China ginger, number one hair, uh, ginger, which always comes over here dried, and then reputable spice places will actually uh, ground uh, ground it up for you because it's super hard and takes like a pneumatic hammer, and that stuff is right. amazing when you use it. Okay, uh, and there are spice houses that uh, most big cities will have one. Uh, yeah. Or or you can do it online. I know Berkeley has one. San Francisco has one. I've been to both of those. It's pretty weird yeah, going and there. You think you're like almost like get a you know witch's coven sometimes. Some sort of potion. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, well, and if you can, uh, yeah, and if you don't have one in in your own hometown, there is a great one online called literally the Spice House, and they offer some really really wonderful product. All right, perfect. Moscow, get some money from them, will you? Oh, we've mentioned them on the show. Why would you direct that question towards me? Is that directive? <laughs> right. Uh, okay, what about now nutmeg, cloves, and mace? Do we have to talk about all the varieties of those, or is that a pretty basic uh, situation? No, those are pretty basic. Okay. And you've got... Uh, and you're using so little of them, it's not, not that, yeah. that big a deal. Doc here, I think, like Drew, also has like a, an eighth of a teaspoon of each, so so small. Um, and once again, you could do all this in a tincture. And uh, although, like Tasty said, you might put a little bit in your in your beer so that it ferments, um, but then the mm-hmm. rest in the end. Yep. A, di- a question did come in earlier when we were talking about roasting the pumpkin. Um, in, in that, should we put the spices in with the pumpkin that we're roasting? Uh, you know, in the oven. Uh, should we put it? Make any- your house smell hmm. better. Yeah, because uh. <laughs> it probably stinks. You stinky stinkerson. <laughs> With all this blood waters coming up. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, again, we, we, we want to be careful because we don't want to put so much in that we can't fix it again. But do you think there's any value in, in spicing the pumpkin a little bit? I probably wouldn't do it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm so fearful of, of putting too much spices in. I've done it too many times. All right. Uh, that's one more avenue. Okay. Maybe not. Drew? Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it either because I, uh, I'm same sort of thing. Don't want to overdo it, but I'd also be worried that... Uh, most of what you want out of the spices are going to get trapped up in the in the grain bed, so I don't think you're really going to get as much out of the mash as you would hope. And if, if you're roasting, you might, you know, purge off the volatile oils in them anyway. Yeah. Now, the one thing I do like about the roasting is that it will activate the oils in the uh, in the spices. But again, you're going to boil them, or you're going to put them into a, a vodka tincture, and that will take care of the activation anyway. Okay. All right. Anything else we need to cover on spices here, guys? That's about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's other small stuff to put in, like you know, maybe vanilla. People, I've, I've seen that a lot on on the internet. Okay. Which will, you know, vanilla does a lot of things. It can mellow out flavors. 
kind of yeah, it's kind of a mellower. If you, oh, that's if good. You, if you got something uh, porters, it works really well, and just enough. Maybe you don't taste the vanilla, but uh, it, it can calm the whole thing down, so you don't get that acrid acidity. Yeah. Mm. It's like the tasty cookie of spices. Yeah. Eat a half of one, and everything's much well, more mellow. These are the exact same spices I use in the cookies, by the way. Oh, is that right? Oh, I use allspice, and I don't use any clove. But, uh, okay, maybe you should. Allspice is just what a combination of some of these spices, or no? Allspice no, no. is a is a berry from a particular tree that's it, indigenous to Jamaica. Yeah. Oh, I see. We're, we're talking about the mm-hmm. with the pumpkin pie mix that comes with that. It's like they they mix it all in before you can get it in a can, right? And it all comes with all this stuff already in it. Ah. So try not to use that. Okay. Now, pumpkin beers uh, is, of course, you know, very much related to, to pumpkin pie. Uh, is there some consideration for adding, like, a graham flavor? Like, uh, could you put graham crackers into the mash to give uh, give it that uh, uh, yeah, graham cracker crust kind of flavor? That. You can put, uh, you know, brown sugar, molasses, oh, yeah. things like that in there. I do see yeah. that in your list of, of fermentables that you'll add a little brown sugar and molasses, yes. uh, Doc. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, one of my recipes uses it, too. Okay. And that's uh, that's probably adding some some mouthfeel as well. It, that and it, and it also adds some fermentables. Okay. Well, yeah, and I would think the the interesting thing to add would actually be to go get yourself some graham flour and uh, add that. Okay. Which is actually the 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 flour that they use to make graham crackers, which of course were originally uh, created as an anti-masturbation device. Of course. That's what graham crackers were? Why? Because yeah, they were, they were you... part of an anti-masturbation uh, diet put together by the Reverend Dr. Graham. <laughs> I, th- I thought because it made your hands all like crunchy really? and, and make scratch you up. <laughs> yeah, it, it just. I think it had the opposite. I ate a lot of those as a kid. That must have the opposite effect. <laughs> I was, gonna say, I I was, was thinking. Raw. I was thinking there might be something to it because I hated them and I jerked off like a madman. Still do, and <laughs> hate those damn crackers. crackers. Yeah. What was the theory that it had some sort of uh, chemical component that would reduce the desire to it, masturbate? It it's, it's kind of goes along the lines of like Chinese medicine, where you talk about like uh, yin and yang things that heat you up and cool you down. Uh, <laughs> doctor, uh, the Reverend Doctor Graham would be horrified by the modern uh, graham cracker because his uh, his graham crackers had no sugar and they had no spices in them, so they were really just kind of graham flour and water baked into uh, baked into a wafer. Uh, and then somewhere uh, somewhere along the uh, the lines, the good doctor's noble pursuit got bastardized. Right. Now, when you buy graham crackers, it actually comes with a porn DVD. <laughs> it's completely the opposite of what he had in mind. Three free DVDs, in fact, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It comes with uh, MacGruber, the porn version <laughs> on Blu-ray. <McGroper. laughs> yeah, it comes with MacGruber. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, now, uh, I guess we've assumed this whole time when uh, doing a pumpkin or spice ale, that it, it, that it's a standard ale, like well, you, a regular you, ale recipe. I knew you were going to do that. Uh, yeah. Drew, is there another type of beer we could do this with? Uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, one of, the, one of the ones I loved, and it kind of goes away from the fact that we've been talking about spices, was I did a, a, a beer that was like a Saison Poteron, which I'm probably butchering the French, but it's a pumpkin Saison. Mm-hmm. And... I loved that beer because uh, one anybody who's surprised by the fact that I did a saison uh, should just go <laughs> leave the room now. Um, but I did that with a, uh, a canned pumpkin that I drained, uh, and I tried to structure it so that it'd be kind of it, most most uh, pumpkin beers kind of go into the amber brown area of the world, um, and they. Uh, 
and it's a good base, right? You know, because you know you get the nice, you get these nice toasty malt characters going up against the spice and anything that you get from the pumpkin. So I kind of played around with it, and I instead I kind of did a a British a British Scottish amberish beer uh, with Maris otter and dark brown sugar, pumpkin puree, and a little bit of a couple other things. Absolutely no spices in, in it whatsoever, and the uh, White Labs 565 Belgian saison yeast. And started up at around 1075, 1076 this area, and permitted it down to uh, about 1010. And I had a nice Belgian pumpkiny, spicy, you know, uh, beer, and it was fantastic. Okay, that sounds good. Actually, I uh, could fantastic. see how the yeast would complement uh, some of those flavors. Though. Yeah, the clovey. Yep. Yeah. Very nice. Then you could reduce your amount of spices you put in there. Yeah. Yeah. Please. All right, Doc, you want to read your recipe? You want to read it? You want me to read it? No, you can go ahead and read it, and I can chime in when you blow it. All right, let's do... um, I'm only going to read either the extract or the all grain. So how about we do the all grain recipe? Yeah, do the all grain. And um, JP's going to figure out a way to post this for everybody this week. So if you're just downloading the podcast right now... Um, I'm going to have to type shit. Uh, JP will figure out, and he'll probably uh, uh, let you know about it via Facebook or Twitter mm-hmm. of how you can actually find this recipe. But you could also write it down right now. Uh, here's the fermentables uh, for. Uh, let, let me uh, preface this one. I did not make up this recipe. I, <laughs> I hunted high and low on the, on the internet, and I found uh, a, a website. This guy's per- personal website, and he had he had done this enough times that he he really. Nailed it. Okay, so uh, you I, liked this one. This yeah, was your so, favorite that you found here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nine pound. Uh, it's a uh, all grain pumpkin ale recipe. Um, I'm assuming it's for five gallons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nine pounds of American two row, which is ninety percent of the grain. Uh, half a pound of forty uh, L crystal. That's five percent of the grain. Half a pound of wheat malt. That's another five percent. Uh, six to ten pounds of roasted pumpkin uh, via the techniques we talked about today. And six ounces of molasses, which is about a half cup. And uh, this is optional, um, but uh, Doc seemed to like the addition of a little molasses, too. Uh, Hops and spices, an ounce of Mount Hood um, at about 4.6 alpha acid for 60 minutes. Uh, Half ounce of Mount Hood for 15 minutes. Uh, A teaspoon of Irish moss for 15 um, or, or a tablet of Warflock, I assume. Is that the same? Yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, pumpkin pie spices for five minutes um, or steeping at the end there. Now, as we talked about, that might be just a small portion of your spices so that they go through the fermentation, not all of your spices. Yeah. Is that right, Doc? Yeah, yeah I would probably augment it to, to do that, yes. Um, and then uh, you go to the page ahead of that mm-hmm. on the extract recipe. I've got the spices on the bottom. I think he did maybe a little bit much cinnamon, but I like cinnamon, so I'm not going to fault him for that. Okay. I'll, I'll take cinnamon every meal if I can get it. So. Yeah, he listed one and a half teaspoons, yeah. um, so you might but, reduce that. But if he's also boiling it, we're going to lose some. Okay. A uh, quarter teaspoon of ground ginger and uh eighth teaspoon each of uh, nutmeg, cloves, and mace. Yep. Um, yeast for this... Um, Doc, do you have experience in? I know you're a white, uh, sorry, a White Labs uh, guy. When you did yours, do you just use a regular Cal Ale? Yeah, I do. You do. Um, it depends. Yeah, I, I would again because I want more of a clean flavor out of it. But if I want to push it one way or the other, I'm still going to stay with a neutral yeast. 
Yeah, but maybe the English ale with a little bit of right. the English esters mm-hmm. would be nice, too. Yep. Um, Drew, what would you say a yeast on, on yours? Um, I actually kind of like something mild and fruity, so the American Ale 2 from Yeast 1272 is one of the ones I like. Okay. Uh, I tend to avoid uh, most of the British yeast, like a lot of the East Coast brewers use, because I just really don't like that diastole thing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, 1272 is one of my go-tos for any time I want to do something American neutral, but with a little bit of British character. Okay. So that, that's what's actually in this recipe, too, is the why use 1272. Yeah. All right. And then he, uh, this recipe is listed for a single infusion mash with a target of 152, which as Doc stated earlier that you could do, but he would prefer that you do a protein rest at the beginning and try to get rid of some of the cloudiness. Yeah, 122. 122 there. Okay. And uh, Drew, of course, agreed with that. Also adding some rice holes. How many? How much rice holes did you add to a recipe like this? Uh, how many pounds does he got? How I, many I, pounds? Yeah, it comes in a pound okay. uh, bag. I just throw the whole pound in there. Throw a pound in there. Yeah, pounds a nice easy measure. It is, and they're they're so light and cheap. So I just throw the whole pound in there, and it tastes great. Okay, uh, so there's your all grain pumpkin ale recipe from Doc Drew. Did you give, or do you want to give your full saison uh, pumpkin recipe? Yeah, um, I can do that right now. Uh, the saison recipe I did was for six gallons that uh, came in at about ten seventy six. Uh, it's thirteen and three quarters pounds of uh, Maris otter. Uh, I'm kind of a, a Maris Otter freak that way. Uh, a pound of a good dark brown sugar. Uh, my preferred favorite was uh, Billington's, which is a nice uh, English one that really carries a nice molasses character to it. Uh, one can of pumpkin puree. Uh, about a half a pound of the Dingman's biscuit malt. Um, and then uh, somewhere around about a third of a pound each of uh, a Scottish or an English Crystal 75. And then a third of uh, German wheat malt. Uh, the hopping on it was about an ounce of Styrian Goldings for 60 minutes. And those came in at about 5.4% alpha acid, so really, you know, kind of low. Uh, and then a half ounce of Czech Zots for 20. And then ferment it with uh, White Labs 565. Uh, my usual routine, uh, chill the beer down out of the boil to around 63, if you can, or lower. And then pitch the yeast, a nice healthy slug from a decanted starter, and then uh, let it free rise and just kind of uh, hold it somewhere south of 80, 85 degrees uh, once it actually kind of comes up. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. And once again, uh, JP will figure out how to get that to you. Yeah, I'll put it on the – everyone relax. I'll put it on the forum, and then I'll put it out on Facebook and Twitter – when are you going to do fine. that? Like right now or? It'll be all right. Just everyone calm down in the chat room. Yeah. <laughs> everyone chill out. <laughs> they yelling at you? No, everyone's like it? PMs and, and people, well, what, do they ever use the forum? Relax. Just calm down. <laughs> Wait. Fucking 20 minutes. The answer is Tasty use the forum every day. It's or right. a day. Yeah. Just chill. All right. Also, if you need help with these recipes and a great way to uh, punch them into a program to make your brew day go very smoothly is to go to Beersmith.com and get your free 21-day trial right now. And by the way, if you go to BeersmithRecipes.com, I'm sure there's a link there off the homepage, too. There's uh, 
thousands of members now posting their own recipes, and you can probably find your own pumpkin or spice ale uh, recipes right there to use. But all of these ingredients that we just talked about today, you could punch into your Beersmith brewing software, just like Doc does when he brews. Um, But you don't have to take Doc's word for it. You get a free 21-day trial version of the software. It's the most up-to-date brewing software out there. It works on uh, both PC and Mac, and uh, it's a pretty cool thing that Brad does out there. He knows you're going to like it so much that he just says, well, just try it, and then uh, you'll buy it when you're done because you'll never want to go back the other way. Um, so check it out. Go to Beersmith.com right now um, or BeersmithRecipes.com and check it out. And I think that there's actually now a Beersmith mobile app. which That's right. It doesn't have the full, uh, you can't adjust your recipes, but you can, there's tons of brewing calculators on there. You can bring up a recipe. Yeah. So if you're at the uh, homebrew shop and you forgot what you needed to get, which is the story of my life, <laughs> um, then you can uh, download the mobile Beersmith app and, and check it all out. Uh, all right, boys. Anything that we didn't cover that we need to before we go? Well, I did have a question. What other, we, you know, Doc's beer was either a pale ale or an IPA based on the OG. I can't quite tell. It was basically an amber ale. Amber ale, okay. And you want to you keep the IBUs anywhere from 15 to 25. Okay. So not, not fairly much more balanced. Yeah. yeah keep, the, keep it not so hoppy. What other beer styles would be appropriate? I thought maybe like uh, brown ales, uh, you know. Uh, That's not, Yeah, not hoppy, but. Yeah. No, just a regular or, brown. Or, or, or about yeah. stouts? Or what, are there any other beer? Well, stout would be interesting. That would be yeah. appropriate for for. I think beers? the the other one I've seen uh, a lot is people doing pumpkin porters. No, mm. heard that phrase. Um, and I think at the point in time when you're getting into a porter, you've got so many conflicting flavors going on. That at that point in time, screw the pumpkin, just make it spiced. I see. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. I like the brown ale idea though. Uh, nice and toasty. Yeah. Well, English style. Yeah. Kind of the inspiration for the Saison. Saison's just kind of a brown ale ripped big. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Drew, what's this pumpkin gin bullshit that's all over the internet? Yeah, fuck <laughs> you for that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, this is, this is a new one that I've seen pop up in about the last month. And... You know, I'm all for experimentation. I think if I tried to if I tried to play off that I wasn't, people would call me on my bullshit in about two seconds. Yeah. Um, but this is just one of those ones where you watch something forming on the internet as a giant train wreck and have to assume that people did it as a joke. <laughs> um, the idea behind pumpkin gin as it's being presented out there is take a pumpkin, uh, open up the top, uh, scoop out all the seeds, fill the interior of the pumpkin with some variety of sugar, Put the top back on the pumpkin. No water, no nothing else. Just put the top back on the pumpkin and then seal it with uh, food-grade paraffin wax. And supposedly the idea is that you walk away from it for a month or two and come back and have strong pumpkin beer or pumpkin cider or something like that in your in your gourd. Because the idea is the, the sugar actually will draw out and desiccate all the juices out of the pumpkin, right? Mm. And then it will naturally ferment and da-da-da-da-da. Yay, great idea. Um that sounds disgusting. Yeah, it sounds, horrible. Horrible. <laughs> sounds like an infection yeah. waiting to happen. Somebody's going to die. Yes. <laughs> well, and so the, the best part is I started seeing people posting pictures of this about a month ago. And then within about two, about a week or two after people started saying, look, I've made this pumpkin gin. I can't wait to see how it is. They uh, died. They, we started getting pictures of uh, of dying pumpkins slumping over and goo kind of leaking out of them and everything else and it's just you're looking at it going oh, well what the hell did you expect dumbass right um so i am all for the unfettered exploration of goofy ideas in this world but sometimes you need to listen when somebody says hey that's kind of a dumb idea that is yeah, a dumb so. idea all right, all right. 
Well, thanks for spending time with us, Drew. I appreciate it. Uh, always a pleasure, and you've given us a good education today on how to do our own spice beers, man. Thank you. All right, brother. We'll talk up. to you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You too. Right. There Bye, you friend. go. The great uh, Drew Beecham hanging out. Doc, thank you, sir, for all your research and help tonight. Of course, of course. All right. Why don't we do this? Uh, we're going to take a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to do the first ever Brewing Network Halloween skit. That's right. <laughs> We've got a... We've got a drama that's going to play out for you. Radio theater yeah. for everybody. Ooh, people aren't going to be yeah. jumping out the windows or anything after this, right? No. Have we ever done Hopefully. radio theater before? No, not like this. Oh. Sort of, kind of, but not like this. This is exciting. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take ourselves a break. Uh, also, triple eight four zero one beer if after our bit of Broadway... Uh, you'd like to call and tell us how the uh, storm's going on your part of the world. We'll uh, take that, too. Plus, we've got some beer news coming up. Do we have an interview uh, for him? I don't think so. Not right. this week. You know, I thought I was going to do it, but it's a 25-minute interview, which is going to take us into a four-hour show. Uh, so we'll we'll hold on to it. It's a session. Yeah. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on The Brewing Network. Yes, J.P. Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acids. <laughs> yes, J.P. Law. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy a pint? Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. 
BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. White Labs, the leader in fresh liquid yeast, wants to hear from you. Announcing the White Labs Yeast Hotline. They invite your comments now. Call in and talk about your favorite yeast or your favorite beer to make with a White Labs vial. Call 347-MY-YEAST. Hi, I'm Chris White from White Labs Pure Yeast and Fermentation. As you know, we make all kinds of yeast for craft brewers and home brewers, but I want to hear about your favorite White Labs yeast and why you love it. White Labs brings your beer everything it needs for a perfect fermentation. Plus, check out whitelabs.com, the customer club, and now the White Labs hotline, 347-MY-YEAST. That's 347-699-3278. 347-MY-YEAST. And accept the invitation to talk White Labs yeast with Chris White himself. Call it now and tell us about your favorite White Labs yeast strain. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. Beer. This is the said he bought a new place. I never thought he'd get one this... Creepy? Exactly. Who even knew there were castles in Concord anyway? <laughs> well, leave it to Scott to find one. Hey, you guys made it. Thanks for coming over. 
Yeah, I see you've decorated for Halloween this year. Uh, you're talking about the cobwebs. Uh, now nah, I just have a hell of a spider problem. Why not just kill the spiders and buy fake webs, you douche? Uh, no way. You see how much they charge for that fake shit? <laughs> nice place you got here, Moscow. A bit dark and spooky, but yeah, nice work. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, just wait till you guys see the brewery space I have here. It's killer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go there. Woo! What's that smell? Smells. No. Like hops. <laughs> wow, check out Moscow. Already brewing in his new pad. Uh, yeah, well, see, about that. <laughs> what? Already making excuses for your beer, Moscow? Yeah, we already know it's homebrew, so automatically it's gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, here we go. No, come on, you know it's true. No, no, it's not that. Uh, I've just sort of been experiencing things. Yeah, Scott, it's called sex with your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I experienced that. <laughs> No, no. Uh, you guys smell? You guys smell that smell in here? Yeah, dude. The dank hops. Yeah, this is the only place that smell exists. You can't smell it in any other room. So you haven't been brewing in here? No, nope, not at all. So what are you saying? Well, I did some research, and uh, it turns out this castle was built on an ancient Indian hop field, and I think, uh, I think I'm being haunted. <laughs> How can you tell? Uh, well, besides the smell, mm, my girlfriend will sit on the couch and she'll feel a ghostly arm around her and it'll catch some side boob. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes when I'm all alone, I can hear someone whisper, I never pay for beer. Hmm. <laughs> Ugh, sounds awful, man. And you think this is a ghost from an old hop field? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, why else would it smell like dank hops? You know, why don't we try something a circle? Like, I read it in a Harry P- Potter fanfiction once. We should totally do it. <laughs> really? Scott, grab candles. Everyone, grab hands. <laughs> That's not my hand, JP. It is now. <laughs> okay, close your eyes. Spirit, I call upon you to show yourself in the circle of friends. We are ready to speak with you. Uh, this one's a little too weird for me, dude. Uh... Ah! Here it is! It's here! The spirit's here! Yeah, and there's no need to yell. I can hear you, too. Go ahead, Scott. Ask it a question. Spirit, why have you taken refuge in my house? It's the only place i found that has the NFL Sunday ticket. (laughs) Who likes football? I'd rather drink a homebrew than watch football. Shut up, JP! You're ruining it! What, the bit? Don't worry, people tuned out in the first five seconds. Ghostly Vision, why are you stuck in this realm? Well, I was at a craft beer bar, talking to this woman. She said she was married, and I asked her if she fooled around. (laughs) Next thing I knew, I was on the floor, laying in an ever-growing pool of my own blood. (laughs) Then I ended up here. How terrible! Uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you just, you know, uh, walk towards the light, Carol Ann? Because that's 
a movie that is radio. That there's no lights. <laughs> right, there are, there are no lights in radio. Rebel. I read about this also. He's stuck here because he hasn't fulfilled his greatest dream need yet. What's that? Well, everyone got to see Susie's tits before I bit the big one. Ah, oh. <laughs> you said big one. <laughs> that must be it. Why the ghost is still here smoking weed on your couch, Moscow? It needs to see Susie's boobies. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Whip those things out, honey, and I'll be off this couch for good. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, if you think it'll help. Do it. That's it. I can feel something happening. Oh, dude, that's just gross. It's human nature, JP. It's not gross at all. Ah, I can leave now. Thank you, Scott, for letting me smoke all your week. <laughs> Later, dude. Damn it! Well, at least your homebrew won't be so scary after this. This has been a presentation of Scared of Vagina, written by Jason, JP, a bunch of middle names, Petros. Tune in next week when Tasty eats a cookie. Let's <laughs> play the laugh track again or something. <laughs> there you go, JP. Yeah. Well done, sir. Uh, the first ever uh, Brewing Network uh, Halloween... Comedic drama thing. And uh, that was fun. That was fun. I think we all expressed our, our... I think we expanded our horizons and expressed our skills as actors. I think so, too. If this whole Brewing Network gig doesn't work out. Uh, we I, could do bad radio. I think we have a future in bad radio and or... Um, I think we have a past in bad radio, too. <laughs> Television sitcoms. Well, then we're ready for it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, uh, do you think that was so realistic that it, it's going to be a War of the Worlds thing and the listening yeah. public is going to think it's real and they're going to look for yeah, What died? happened to we're, Tacey? Yeah, yeah. 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 Tacey's dead and they're yeah. looking on Google Maps for the castle. And, it's going viral. Right. And they're all trying to cash in on their death pool is what you mean. Yeah, hoping you don't brew that beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, can I get my lines in a 16 point next time? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Maybe we should laugh track this, this whole show. show. Oh, from here on out, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. We thought we'd have some Halloween fun. Uh, we've got the um, uh, neighbor Jim. Uh, oh no, neighbor from Jim. Th- what, does neighbor not have a goddamn name? His Susie? name is at the bottom. His neighbor. name is the Hube. I thought he said the Pube earlier, but it's yeah. Hube. He spelled it out for me. The Hube is online. I guess he's a neighbor at the monitor party there in uh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> he, is, is he? Uh, That's correct. Is he a peeping tom? What's up, Hube? Well, he's, he's got that third monitor. Right. Nothing, we're just hanging out, drinking some beers where our kids are asleep. Nice. You guys getting hammered in the hurricane? Um, oh yeah, a little bit. Drinking, drinking some homebrew. But you can call it slurricane. Slurricane, <laughs> right. correct. What a, what homebrew are you drinking? What is it? Uh, Ludwig's, Ludwig's Revenge. Which is what? It's it's brewery uh, from uh, Chambersburg, PA. No, it's not a homebrew at all. Oh, okay. See, that's that's a smart that's a smart bet right there. Except that he said we're drinking some homebrew. No. We're drinking some homebrew, and uh, my uh, wife's uncle brought me some Ludwig's Revenge. Ah, okay. What's the homebrew that you're drinking? 
Um, my neighbor's uh, IPA, Hop Harvest. Hop Harvest, all right. Is it a fresh hop beer? Yes, it is. Is it vegetable? He, grow, he grows his own hops right in our backyard. He grows his hops in your backyard? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that's a nice neighbor. Yeah, this is a, it's a confusing neighborhood you live in here. <laughs> Can I grow some weed there? We're, we're friendly around here. Yeah, I guess so. You guys swing it? Number four. Did you hear that, Justin? Number four. Fourth, fourth beer in two hours. It's a raging party. Four beers in two hours. No, number four in the country for being friendly uh, small town. Oh, number four no. in the country for being the friendliest small town. Got it. Got oh it. yeah. Is, that's that's the, according. To hi, our neighbor. You can grow your brother. hops in my backyard. Yeah. Oh, thanks, neighbor. You're great. And thanks. By, you're great too. And by the way, did you know that you don't live in the number one most friendliest small town? <laughs> yeah, we're or in number second, four or, or the, the third. third. Hey, I've got an idea. Don't just neglect your kids at your house. Come to my house and neglect them. <laughs> great. Can Hella? they eat lead paint chips too? We'll call it a monitor party. Let's not even be in the house. Yeah. Let's put the kids in the same room and hope they get SIDS as well. <laughs> that was dark. That was dark, Jake. Sorry, I, it just came out. He did take their matches away from them. Oh, that's good. From the kids or the wives? Yeah. And the cutlery. Both. Can this mattress pad catch on fire before little baby boo-boo rolls off? <laughs> Let's find out. I'm pretty sure, JP, that we found the buffer for your when it goes overboard dark humor. Definitely. It's the laugh track. Because you can you can make all those horrible things, and the left track takes Just care kidding. of everything. And then we go, oh, JP, I gotta watch you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Hube. Well, uh, how do you predict your hurricane night is going? Uh, are you guys going to keep going? Yeah, I think so. We got a few more in us, uh, okay. but we don't want to get too late. We have responsibilities. No, well, good for you. All right, stay safe, brother. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks. Have a good one. Later. Seems that whole baby monitor thing has shirked his responsibilities. Yeah. He's over there swinging with his neighbors. He's like, hey, they're I, friendly. I got responsibilities. <laughs> they're fourth friendly. Um, when, when are we doing lunch meet? I don't know. What are you asking me that for now? I don't know, because I have a good news story. Put the laugh track on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, never. It said lunch meet. Uh, oh. there's no, it's not funny. I know, but you asking about it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Craig from Connecticut is back. He's drunker, but still alive, he says. Craig, what's happening, buddy? Hey, man. I'm doing, doing great here. I'm still working on uh, the uh, Keg of Six Point and the uh, Deschutes Black Beat Porter clone. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually just wondering if, you know, by any chance, we could bring it back to beer for a second for just, like, maybe a quick question. No, yeah, what do you got? Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. I mean, is that even reasonable at this yeah, point? Yeah, I think so. Is, is, it, is it too late in the broadcast? Uh, no, no, go ahead. So, so the one thing that, that I've always heard is that, you know, dark beers, maybe a porter or a robust porter or a stout, is that it needs some time to condition. And so I was brewing something within, you know, um, a tight time frame, two weeks, and I pitched a big starter, let that thing rip for t- two days, uh, Brought the the shoots black beet porter clone down from you know ten sixty four to ten sixteen in two days. Cold crashed it, kegged it, carved it, and was serving you know within two weeks. And with, with the uh, the help of uh, Nate, um, Craig, will you get to the I, goddamn I, I, question? Did you hear the question? No, I mean, no, wait. That, that's that, the point. That, we that, haven't yet. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm sorry, buddy. Maybe he's but on his way to the monitor. Party. You're like JP's girlfriend when she drinks. What? On and on and on. I'm okay. Just anyway, yeah, yeah, she must drink a lot. Huh? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. What's the, what's well, the question? Well, the bottom line is, I'm saying I'm, I'm taking a 1064 beer yeah. down to a uh, you know reasonable level. You know, not like a dry beer, but you know somewhere you know around 10, 16, 17, and serving that thing within two weeks. So, can we talk a little bit about you know going grain to glass with a, a bigger beer and even a dark beer? And, yeah. You know, not not having the the miss that it takes two months to do something like that because I'm drinking a goddamn good to shoot black deep porter clone right now okay. and it's been green and glass in two weeks yeah okay well it's it would be better later on but you i can already tell you're not going to have any later on um <laughs> yeah uh what, what, what nothing but get better but yeah yeah but, but no it's not saying you can't do it it's just going to be a lot better beer in a couple of months uh the darker beers have a lot of melanoidins which has a, a preservative quality to it so it makes it so it can last longer. You're also talking about a pretty high alcohol beer. Um, yeah. So, so Doc, here, here's the one question I had. So when I took the the final gravity yeah. sample, that yeah. thing it it was hot and it was harsh. And I said, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this just because I I was facing a timeline, and if it didn't come out good, I was just going to let it sit in the keg and you know condition as long as it needed to. But when I took that final sample before I racked it to the keg. You know, one week after brewing it, it was hot, it was harsh, and I did it anyway because the final gravity was sitting where it needed to be. Right. And one week one week later, that thing mellowed out to the point where, you know, I'm sitting here just drinking them like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, you and are. That just, and that, that difference in, you know, how hot it was from a week ago to where it is right now is just amazing. And I don't know what happens in that... <laughs> You know, freezer, or, or you know, when it's that cold over the course of a week to get it down to where it is right now. Well, no, no, You're, all the solids have dropped out of your beer. The, yeah, the, especially dark beers have little flecks of uh, of, uh, of malt just floating around in and, it. And, and those hold and harbor uh, bitterness and uh, and some of the things you don't want in your beer. Conditioning is just really think, over time. It just stuff drops to the bottom. Yeah, and, and same with the the yeast. I mean, you can you can. Yeah taste the yeast it's got the yeast bite which is harsh and hot and and just pretty much burns your tongue yeah uh if you know what you're brewing ahead of time and you're tasting you can look past that knowing what it's going to be once it starts settling out like tasty said you got your hop vegetable matter that 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 drops out uh you've got uh the yeast drops out it's going to be a lot better beer because you're cold crashing it right so a lot of the stuff just grabs hold of all the other particulate matter in there and just drops it to the bottom so if you uh, filter refine your beer, you're going to get it conditioned faster. Yeah. Um, another another issue is if you try to really fire it through with the fermentation, you're going to uh, you probably just boost the temperature up. A uh, real fast fermentation is going to give you a lot of uh, fusel alcohols. So you're going to get more of a nail polishy kind of thing. Maybe you don't taste it, but you get a headache kind of things like that. So you got to be careful with that. So if you ferment it slow... You know, there's nothing that says you can't be drinking it in a week or two. Right. And if you uh, brew it with a little care, it's still going to be a great beer. But it's going to be a lot better with one of those big beers, big alcohol, big malt and things to, to let it let it drop out after about, you know, a couple of months. All right. There you go. Thank you for the call, Craig, and for calling back. I think. This is Craig. I'm not entirely sure. 
So I was I was going to brew a beer, and I got my ingredients, and it was kind of sunny outside. <laughs> you know, the weatherman actually said it was going to be 70, but I'm pretty sure it was only about 68. Uh, so I'm getting ready for the brew day, and I got my water ready. And can you believe my water bill was $120 last month? It's like I had a broken sprinkler or something. But I just went through my sprinklers last year, and they all seemed to be fine. Uh, anyway, so I'm getting the water ready for the brew, and I realize I'm out of propane. And the guy down at the propane, I'm pretty sure he's an illegal immigrant. I mean, I've never seen him here before, and he's got brown skin. Uh, but whatever, I don't have to talk to him. I just order the propane. And has the price of propane gone up? Because it was like $14 to fill it. I could swear it was thirteen ninety-five last week. But anyhow, so I get the propane, and I get back there, and I'm ready to brew the beer. And it's a black beer, right? And I'm just thinking, isn't this weird? I'm brewing a black beer. I have black friends. And and we're going to have this together at some point. Uh, it's just it's an amazing thing to me. I can't believe it. But saying it, so I get to the, I finally start brewing, and my wife comes out and she says, "You're brewing again." And she always says that to me. Uh, you know, I thought we'd gone through this before. I'm a home brewer. This is what I do. And every time she brings it up, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so I get ready, and the, the, the brew's going, and it's looking wonderful. <laughs> but really, what my question is, um, how do you light the burner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't understand. I'm sorry, Craig. I, I, I apologize. I think for that. you should have should have done that as the, the, what's the guy's email that just rambled? Porter Smith. <laughs> yeah, you should have done it like that. <laughs> Hi, I have a brain question. You ever notice that sometimes you get questions while you're taking a shit? I have shoes on. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what was this question? I don't even know what his question was. Uh, can't you just drink it after two weeks? Essentially, yes. was the question. Yes, you yeah. can. Fuck, it was. And if you if you do a good job brewing it, it's it's going to taste good pretty quick. See, this is the thing. But, uh, wait, I think his question yeah. might have been was. Why did it taste like shit when I first tasted it? And a, a week, week later, later, it was awesome. Imagine what it's going to be like two weeks from now, buddy. Yeah. You won't know. No, it won't because it won't be there. Uh, well, no, because that that uh, spot that you failed to clean out your keg will contaminate it, and it'll turn it sour. Are you so? You're so negative. <laughs> And by the way, this this kind of being able to get down to the question, to the root of the question, yeah. this is what uh, so many people, including my girlfriend, don't understand. Because when I criticize them and I go, can you stop with all the thing and just, she's like, what? I'm just, I'm giving you the details. And yes. that whole story, oh. the question was, can I drink a big dark beer after two weeks? That's it. That was the whole backstory. There was no backstory necessary. No. Can I drink a big dark beer after two weeks? Yes, you can. Will it be better after three? Yes, it will. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you next one. Caller, next. <laughs> Who are we talking to? If there was a next. Well, first the earth cooled, and then the dinosaur. And it's like talking to my girlfriend. Yeah, I, she I, doesn't get it either. I get the same shit. And it's like, you know, and then she goes, but yeah, exactly. I'm giving you the details because some people really want to hear. And I said, I am not that person. <laughs> I never want to know. And then the one time that I go... Uh, you know, well, give me some more information on that. Well, see, this is why that I tell you everything because it might matter. Because there's no in between. It goes from this: Can I drink a, a, a higher alcohol dark beer in two weeks? To high alcohol beer two weeks? <laughs> right. Yes. You know. I'm just cutting out the details. <laughs> like, no, come on. It's a beer. I mean, you can yeah. give me the detail that it's a beer and that you brewed it. Yeah. I'm not saying and what take you out want. the pertinent information. What I'm saying is, I don't care about your leather shoes or your buckle up pants or the goddamn weather that day. <laughs> yeah. I'm having such a stressful day. Oh yeah, why? Oh my God! Well, because I really feel that my boss is giving me much more work because I'm going at it. Just say, uh, 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 I'm really stressed. Why? Because I have a lot of work to do. Great. <laughs> That's that. Awesome. Wait, did it make you care any more or less? But then what would we talk about? I don't know. Things that I want to talk about, like silence. (laughs) (laughs) 
we, can we talk about silence <laughs> for once? Can we just talk about silence, here, please? Here, it's my turn to talk. How'd you like that? <laughs> I thought it was perfect. All right, let's go to Jason calling from Travis Air Force Base. What's up, Jason? Oh, not much. Just hanging out here at the Brewing Network. <laughs> what's up, hey, JP? Shot it. There you go. <laughs> Uh, what's happening, man? Hey, uh, just to piggyback, I was just in marriage counseling this morning, <laughs> and the wife kept fucking going on and on and on, and I said, I said, just fucking hit the highlights. Let me know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hit the highlights. Tell me all the things I fucked up. It's fine. And yeah, they, exactly. And they can't help it. They actually have a larger emotional center of the brain. Like, it, that's what happens. They that's how women are wired. That's a scientific fact. Right. But I feel like they're yeah. trainable. <laughs> yeah. If you go to, um, go to marriage counseling. Yeah. Uh, Jason, is Even your... Even Rain Man was trainable. Is your counselor a male or female? Female. You're, you're uh, fucked. Uh, fuck. yeah. yeah. It's all your fault. <laughs> can, I, can I feel yeah, this? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you know what? Just just do what I do. You take a sedative before you go in. <laughs> And sometimes, sometimes that's not even enough. If you don't have any, I got some extra. <laughs> but then you're never going to really sort your problem. Oh no, it doesn't matter because it's it's it's, it's all his problem, right? Because his wife and the counselor have no problem. It's all about him and how he's just a fucking douche. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. I zone out and just think about brewing, and then uh, says the guy in marriage counseling. They, Whenever they look at me, I I'm like, what? Oh, what? oh yeah. Uh, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, oh wait. And how, how long have you been married? Too long. Seven years. Seven years. So how's how's that ride home after the counselor? Oh. Uh, well, we we go our separate ways. But yeah, it's a little off. It's well, awkward. Well, yeah. The best thing I could give you is to take, take two separate, separate cars. Because <laughs> that's the most separate brutal cars? part is that nasty ride home. Right. How old were you when you got married, dude? Oh, uh, I was twenty-eight. So how old is she? Fourteen. Uh, Twenty-nine. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not too early. So uh, yeah. no, you guys should have known better. <laughs> yeah, I should. I still should have known better. <laughs> right. All right. Anything else anyway, we can help hey, with? <laughs> hey, I, I had a blast at the uh, at your guys' opening party. I just wanted to say that. And anybody that didn't come down, um, y'all missed out. It was it was a good time. Thanks, brother. I'm glad you made it out. Yeah, we got to hang out with Jason a little bit. We opened up the studio to everybody. Had a nice time pouring in here. Actually, had a great day. I, yeah. I, it was a it was a good time hanging out with everybody. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Jason. Glad you made it out here, brother. Hey, one one quick question for uh, for uh, Tasty. Go ahead. After racking off for after fermentation for James Brown, on average, how long do you let the beer sit before you start pouring? That was way too concise. You, you don't have a <laughs> yeah. rambling backstory? It was a weather like the day you did. It's, no. not, it's not specific to any beer, dude. It's Anyway. Yeah, yeah. A bit, well, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, GP. That's a, the 1065 version. You know, it's, a, like, it's like an IPA. Uh, it's probably better, right. you know, after, after three weeks or four weeks. Because it's a darker beer, I think it takes a little bit longer for it to uh, sort of, like, find its place. So I'd say it towards the high end, maybe four weeks instead of three weeks when I'd start Okay. Drinking. It's better. I would say I that that beer is generally better at six, and the imperial version is better at about thirteen weeks. Believe it or not. Yeah. I, I know everybody says you need to let the beer sit and mature a little bit, but no, yeah. oh. nobody ever gives uh, 
standards is like Which, one week, two week, a month, or two months. Yeah, the reason I'm, I even know so much about this beer is because it really depends on how you want the where the, the hop the hop malt balance to be. If you want it to be maltier, let the hops drop out, and that means over time it, it'll do that. So I found that about right. four to five weeks, the 1065 version, the, it starts to be malt forward, and that's when it's the best. The uh, bigger okay. one takes more time, that's all. There you go. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it, guys. All right, brother. Cheers. All right. There you go. Jason from Travis. Do they, do they appreciate all our advice? <laughs> I'm <laughs> Probably not, not sure. Probably not. <laughs> Poor bastard. Met a lot of people in marriage counseling lately. Oh, That's what you do. Don't get married. Like when you're married, you get a business card of recommended <laughs> marriage counselors. It comes with your license? Yes. Yeah. No, actually, you know what your wife does. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a very quick break, just a, a couple of minutes, three or four minutes here. We'll come back, we'll do some beer news, um, and then we'll do some Drunk of the Week. Sounds like we might have some drunk East Coasters. I don't know. Uh, 888-401-BEER, that's our phone number if you want to call in. Uh, this is the session. We'll be right back. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits? $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt. The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. When Michael Fairbrother started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew 
club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can now find Moonlight Meadery meads distributed nationwide. And they ship direct, too. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Moonlight Meadery. Romance in a glass. The Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri. The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries. The best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented. And kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. New and hard to find beer every week. No two visits are the same, just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolfbrow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolfbrow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's yeah. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah, some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> <laughs> Brewcasters are back. That's right, boys and girls. Just a couple things left to do here. 888-401-BEER if you want to call in and uh, give us an update on what's happening in the East Coast. Uh, Also, um, Drunk of the Week phone calls. We'll take those now. Uh, Call in now. We'll probably put you on hold. You're going to have to hang in there because we've got some beer news to get to real quick. Um, But uh, if you want to call in for Drunk of the Week, now's the time to do it. Or forever hold your peace. I have no problem ending a show without a official drunk, <laughs> drunk of the week. That, uh, that doesn't bother me one bit. Um, also, Suze, we will only take new phone calls unless one of the updates uh, is of a person dying or something like that, uh, something tragic happening. Then, of course, I'll always take those calls. Cause tragic? It's fascinating to me. Other people's tragedies. Uh, <laughs> 888-401-BEER uh, if you want to call in. Uh, but now we've got to do the craftbeer.com beer news brought to you by our wonderful friends over at craftbeer.com. Everything you need to find out about what's happening in the craft beer world. By the way, really uh, directly associated with the Brewers Association. So could not be closer to the, the very people that you want to hear about in craft beer over at craftbeer.com. Moscow, what's in the news this week? Well, the, my my horse voice yeah, you is going to be like bringing hell. it. To, yeah, forgive me, but the Giants won the World Series last night. Got to do some yelling. Does that mean something to you? <laughs> yeah. The Japanese craft brewing scene appears to be on the up and up. Not what you'd think. 
you know, if you go to a sushi joint in the U.S. and it's just all Kirin and Sapporo. But apparently the industry was deregulated there in the 90s. I may be an idiot for not knowing that. But now the four major brewers' domination uh, is ebbing a bit, and uh, traditional sake brewers are ditching that tradition and trying their hand at craft beer brewing and hmm. this is a 2012 uh, trend the uh, kiyuchi brewery for example uh, is among scores of japanese sake makers that have branched into craft beer uh, their most successful uh, have seen a year-on-year growth uh, of as much as 40 percent uh, in the face of a long slow decline for sake interesting mm-hmm. uh, doc you've made sake before how yeah. close how uh, tough of a transition is it for them to go from making sake to making craft beer not not hard okay at all and probably it's, it's it's an easier way to go i see yeah, sake's uh, tough, huh? Yeah, well, it, it's got a lot of nuances to it. That, okay. Yeah, you can make okay sake, kind of like your beer. Right. It's, it's okay. It's tough to do great, yes, you're saying. Yeah. Here's, okay. here's a quote from uh, Yoichi Kouchi, I think, the uh, owner of one of those breweries. He said, making sake is like judo or flower arranging. Uh, you're judged by how well you stick to the rules. There's no margin for improvisation. But beer is about doing what you want. It's fun to make and sell. Sake is hard to make and tough to sell. Hmm. I like this comparison. It makes me understand things better. Uh, all right. Well, uh, great. By the way, I've heard that um, uh, certain parts of Japan, anyway, uh, are are growing up in craft beer even without the the sake transition. Yeah. So. Yeah. Here's another quote from a guy named Rai Baville. He's the publisher of the Japan Beer Times. He said, "A lot of people are saying 2012 is the year of craft beer in Japan. You're seeing an explosion of craft beer bars and restaurants in Tokyo. There's over a hundred. Uh, all across the country, they're popping up more and more every week. Wow. Yeah, it's a good times in it's Japan good, if you're yeah. a beer drinker. Love it. Yeah, and we get a, we get a fair amount of downloads, actually, from Japan, which yeah. kind of shocked me. But, yeah, there's more and more beer people. Well, we we are teaching the country to brew, um, so there's that. Um, but, uh, you know, good for them. I'm glad that they're, glad they're growing up. <laughs> well, Go ahead. from Japan to America, here's some more uh, uh, beer numbers. Uh, these are great. Uh, brewers are no longer crying in their beer. Uh, shipments of uh, America's longstanding go-to alcoholic drink are rising for the first time since 2008. Uh, much of the rebound is, of course, being driven by the craft segment. We all know that. Uh, shipments in the U.S. rose 1.9% to 141.4 million barrels in the first eight months of 2012 after falling three straight years, according to the Beer Industry Beer Institute, rather, an industry group. Uh, beer sales had fallen 1.5% in 2011. So basically they're they're saying... Um, the uh, financial crisis really hit hard the main consumers of craft or of beer, rather, and so they were buying less. But now, 2012, it really turned around. Craft beer sales rose 12 percent to six million barrels through the first half of 2012. That's the first time I've heard a report like that because usually the report, especially within the uh, insular uh, craft beer industry, w- where we really like to pat each other on the back and tell each other how well everything is going, is always that well when times are good people buy beer and when times are bad people buy beer and no matter what they're buying beer. That's the first uh, time I've heard that at least on the craft beer side uh, that uh, sales would be in decline. Well, craft rose the whole time. The uh, beer the regular whole, re- beer, yeah, yeah. Overall <clears throat> sales declined. Because it's obviously most of the sales are the, are the big, you know, three. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that now that I have heard that. Yeah. So. Another 2012 monument. The number of breweries in the U.S. topped 2,000 earlier this year for the first time since the late 19th century, and another 1,300 are in the planning stages. Wow. Hella sick. I'm only concerned, right, that it's another 1995 when uh, a lot of people getting into the business because it's big and. You know, if you think about it, when the when the economy is in decline and people are losing their jobs and looking for a way to make a buck and or maybe just 
they have no, they've lost their job. They have no choice but to rethink their future. Are you firing us? Um, you're all fired. Shit. <laughs> Can I get a last paycheck? <laughs> sure. How much do you want it to be, Doc? It's a big one. Like triple what I've given you previously? <laughs> yeah, lots of zeros. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I guess all I'm saying is I, I hope people don't get into the business for the wrong reason again. That's that's the short version of what I'm about to say. Now, those, if they things? have lost their job and they were home, great homebrewers as a hobby and now they're going, well, fuck it, we're just going to do this, then more power, open up those 1,300 new breweries. But just, you know, investor, uh, venture capitalists and things like that, uh, I worry that you're just going to open another shitty brewery. Just be careful. Well, yeah. I mean, how many of those 1,300 are going to be good breweries? According to you, none. (laughs) You're probably right. Everything's been done before. It's already done. It's just like Hollywood. They're just making the same shit over and over again. How about we start making American sake? We just start taking up the slack. Right. We do already. Good idea. Yeah, we, we do. We actually, do? Actually, Who's yeah. Who does? There's a lot of uh, American sake makers. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, by a lot, I mean right around here. five. I wouldn't think that there's a big market for uh, American sake. Well, they don't They don't call it American sake. Yeah. I mean, they, they put that, that funky writing on the front. I wouldn't think there's a, <laughs> a big market for Twilight movies, but they keep making those fucking things. <laughs> I, I, I watched part of one last night. It's awful, I just, it? I just try to figure the shit out. Yeah, it's horrible. It's like, when's something going to happen? Yeah. Doc just watched for the sex when he realized apparently that doesn't happen. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> He's like, shit, when does the sex Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't happen. happen. Oh, I was kind of waiting for the violence, too. <laughs> that shit don't Even happen either. Happen. <laughs> Anytime a chick has to choose between animals, it's just not a good movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What else we got? A little um, bestiality. Well, if you enjoy cruising and craft beer. I love cruising. In other words, if you're over 80 or you're Justin, you should book a spot on the Samuel Adams Craft Beer Cruise. Seven nights starts at about a grand. Um, there are private Sam Adams craft beer receptions. There's a mm. private food and beer pairing seminar, actually more than one. Uh, Four-course beer pairing luncheons, private behind-the-scenes culinary tours. It's mainstream, if I've ever heard it. It's available I, through the Costco um, uh, travel agency. Oh, wow. Do they have speed drinking? Yeah. Do you get to have sex with Jim Cook? I mean, what kind of cruise is this? I don't think it's get to. I think you have to. <laughs> Mandate. Uh, Do I get free beer? That's what I want. Yeah. I could imagine just on the but. third night, it's like the same people, only less of them. And you're in this room with the same old beers going. Cool. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Celebrator Beer News it does like a, a beer cruise every year in the winter. Time. It's like an Alaskan beer cruise that I wow. think they do in the. Uh, don't quote me on this. I know they do it. The time of year is I'm uncertain about, but it always sounded fun to me. I could do a beer cruise. Cruises are fun. JB, no. you'd like them because you could. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. You just sit. No, but, but you can sit in his room. Something creeps me out about being in the middle of the water with no land mass around you oh. and nowhere and, to go, but. Make, down. Make, make no make make friends with people you don't want to. well yeah well and also lately over the past few years there's been a lot of creepy bacterial outbreaks on cruise ships so <laughs> uh, there's no way it was just the ones you hear about it was a right. you just have to stay in your room with your life jacket on the whole time oh that's what exactly <laughs> well you know the, you know, the, you know the long cruises they have a refrigerator where does this sam For adams the old cruise don't go? make it uh, that I did not. Oh wait, re- is that what kind of refrigerator you meant? Uh, really? Yeah, because the old people like on the QE two and stuff, and they just Ugh. yeah, they just don't. No. So the ones that like go over to Australia, like that, that yeah. actually cross oceans. Well, yeah. yeah, you put three thousand old people together. You know, <laughs> come on, you get you, statistics. Come you're on. gonna lose the fear. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I believe it goes to Alaska. I could be wrong. I didn't include it in could. my notes here, but I think it's up the the inlet passage there to Alaska. Sam Adams yep. Beer Cruise. Interesting. 
Can they, com- if they com- combine that with like a banjo cruise? <laughs> then you'd go? <laughs> Burning Man cruise. Right. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. that'd be No, we, no be you don't trouble. want to fire on a ship. Yeah. Or high people. I think there's something like, uh, what is the number? I think it was like 15 or 20 people a year just disappear from cruise ships. Yeah. I've heard that statistic, yeah, that they, they just push? never to be found. They, and they don't know. Or either. did they go out there just to leap? That's that's some of them. But, uh, it's an expensive way to leap. Yeah. Um, I think they're on your credit card. What do you care? Well, you know what? What do you care? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But on the credit card, and you know, JP, you're not going on a cruise. I think no, it's. No I think way. it's more like no. I'm afraid you thing. I'm afraid you'd leap. It. No. <laughs> it's pretty. You know, if you want to off your your significant other, yeah. it's really a pretty low risk way to do it. It's been done. You know. But but they don't get found. That's what he's saying. They, yeah. they never, they're never found. How do you prove it? Uh, I don't know what happened. Right. You can't. And you got to get a, like on one of those Liberian ships or something. <laughs> where they just, you know. Liberia. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't go on the Carnival Cruise Line for that. That's too uh, regulated. No. Well, and they have security <laughs> cameras. You have, yeah. you have pretty bad luck, though, Jay. Like, if you did that and you pushed Kate the Great over, then right. she would be picked up by, like, a, some Nigerian pirate ship. No, oh, you're right. It, the, new, the story would make the wire, and yeah, she would but be known as... I do. I have bad luck, and she has really good yeah, luck. exactly. So, yeah. you're right. For me, it doesn't work. Well, she'd probably be raped a lot, and you can't trust a raper, a raper you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, four out of five people enjoy gang rape. That's true. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, this is like, wait, was, this a, was this a dentist survey? It's like the, when I see the toothpaste commercials... Oh, get it? No. Because Four out of five people. One of them is uh, now the I victim. Get yeah, I would have laughed, but uh, I've heard that I've heard Schumann tell that joke at least four times in the last three days in my house. <laughs> so, you hear that one? Have I told you that? Yes, you have. <laughs> what else you got, Oscar? Uh, last one. Uh, 15 Chipotle restaurants in the greater Chicago area are adding uh, craft beer to their menu, which kind of seems weird to me. Chipotle seems really sort of generic and craft beer. Like, right, like go to, go to a hole-in-the-wall Mexican joint, get a really good yeah. carne asada, and then have your craft beer. But those places are the ones that have, like, Corona. Uh, but, yeah, there's a, a brewery called Five Rabbit um, there in Chi-Town. And uh, you'll see it sitting on Chipotle racks alongside all their predictable stuff, your Pacificos, etc. Um, since launching in 2011, Five Rabbit has positioned itself as the nation's first Latin-themed craft brewery. I asked you guys before the show. No, we'd never heard of it, but hmm. uh, their uh, their beers will be at Chipotle. So just where more, where are they from? Based out of Chicago as well. Chicago, yeah. sorry. Okay. So yeah, just more of that trend of craft beer, just more available in more and more places. Well, I'll admit, I'm a I'm a fan of Chipotle, and uh, yeah, they do a good burrito. I think they make a nice burrito. It's not as uh, unhealthy and lardy. As uh, now, now, don't get me wrong. I like a good Mexican lard burrito, right? But uh, Chipotle is a little on the lighter side. And right now, my local Chipotle only has Corona, or uh, may, sometimes a Negro Modelo, which I don't mind. Uh, but uh, I'd like to see some craft beer in the Chipotle. Yeah. Well, I can also, see it fitting. Keep in mind, burritos are not Mexican food. Made in America. True, California food, really. Yeah, yeah. I said generic. I, I didn't As mean nachos that. Are. I didn't mean that to mean bad. Yeah, I, I like Chipotle too, but I just there's no price difference, and I will always take the lard burrito. You will, yeah. It's just so much. It's so good. If you're gonna have a burrito, it's already a thousand calories. Just have a, have a good one. Make it yeah. two. Make it two. Make it two. Exactly. Yeah. It's more. The, it's the after feeling. Uh, yeah. I can only deal with that a couple times a month. You know, because the after feeling, it's it's quite painful now that I'm old, and uh, it leaves me on the couch. Oh really? For a while. Oh yeah. 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 Food coma. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get a little stopped up down there. It's a little, and it's a kind of a sick feeling, and it takes, a, and you can't have a beer on top of it, oh, yeah, because it, it makes it even fuller. You're trying to smile because you had this big burrito that tasted <laughs> great, but right, it, you know, you're gonna blow up. But you feel like hell. Yeah, you know what we're yeah. talking about, Suze? Huh. 
No, no idea. I have no idea what you guys are talking I about. I just deuced that out. It's fine. Yeah, you like a good burrito, don't you? I love a good burrito. And that doesn't make you feel like weighed down or stopped up? No, my eyes are slanted, so I eat weird shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it just goes right through. Nothing. Is that what it is? There's something related to the slanted eyes and the direction of the intestines. Uh, that it just it goes right through. Well, everyone knows that it's sideways on a on an Asian. <laughs> Everything woman, else right? is sideways too. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Proven. All right. Grod's on the line, uh, calling in. Hey, Grod, what's happening, buddy? Hey, Justin. I'm not going to bullshit, mate. I'm just going to go straight to the point. Yeah. Um, Doubt it. I agree with Doc. Four out of five people just don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> also, two um, with uh, Kate the Great with. Cracking on about stuff, the, the whole story. You know, just get to the point. Right. Just tell me what it is, and then we'll just end it there, you know? Wait, what was it? Just give her some beers and end it there? That'll do. Yeah, yeah. whatever. All right. Just tell me what's going on, and we'll get to the point. Yeah. Honestly, the other thing, too, is uh, point number three is um, if you need marriage counseling, I think the marriage is just over. Just forget it. You know? <laughs> just move. Uh, what do you think, Doug? probably true. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's at the bottom night yeah, I mean, for two hours. Get to the, get hey, to the point. I, actually, my marriage counseling with my um, big fat redheaded um, ex-wife. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was it was done by this nun who was telling us about how we should have sex and stuff, and it was like you are kidding me. You know, <laughs> we don't even like each other. <laughs> uh, exactly, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah wait, let's wait, move on from that. Maybe she was expecting the, um, you to have have, have <laughs> sex with a nun. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. I said maybe she was expecting the nuns expecting you to have sex with her. With her, like, like, like a little yeah. three way. When she said you guys should have sex, she meant you should have sex with me. Right. She she was hot. <laughs> <laughs> sure of it. No, but anyway, that point number four was the um, the fuck was point number four. That's okay. Um, Three's good. Whether the porter was ready to drink or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you right. said get right to the point. <laughs> and then now this is the fourth one. Well, but so. he got he got right to each one. Oh, that's right. Did he though? Uh, point number four was a taint push, and I really um, uh, say, Justin, you, you're fucking me up here. I never ever used to leak until I heard about the taint push, and now um, when I go for a piss, I try the taint push. I'm thinking, yeah, she's all done. But it, as soon as I stop, pull my pants up, I'm leaking. Oh, so seal. You blew a seal I, on Grod's wiener. I did. I blew your seal. Or, or perhaps, Grod, you were leaking the whole time, and just now you're keep, just aware of it. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Well, Maybe he just didn't even care well, or and, notice. Yeah, as an Aussie, he probably liked it. He probably That's just what, that's what it <laughs> that's is. That's what Aussies like. They like peeing on themselves. Like wet underwear. <laughs> so, do, do, you link, do you leak clockwise or anti-clockwise? <laughs> Right now, Grot, seriously though, is it is it possible that you did leak before and and now you're just noticing it? Honestly, Justin, no, it's not because when you started talking about you leaking, I thought to myself, what sort of problem you got? Right, and then uh, right. I started thinking about it, and I think no, I'm fine, but I'll try a tank push. Every time I try a tank push, uh, besides feeling a bit ordinary, yeah, um, it's you know, it, it just seems to leak. <laughs> Well, see, I think what you're—I don't recommend taint pushing if you don't need to. It sounds like you're actually blocking the flow. You're, you're taint pushing too early. You, know, you got to wait till you're done. And then, by the way, if you're not leaking, yeah. then don't taint push. Don't. You know. But I have, by the way, taint pushed too early as I'm trying to experiment with this new method, and uh, and then I really got to milk myself. I feel like I'm a dairy cow well, uh, because it, it goes on for five minutes well, if the- I. 
do it too early. There's something to be said, I think, for creating a backflow. Right. Or uh, creating back pressure. Oh, I see. So you cut it off and you wait for it to build a little more and then you get it and then you can get it all out. Yeah, but if you if you if 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 your body requires the taint push, there's not enough pressure to be built up. What's going to happen know. is it just it gets it sits down there like in in the in the hump of a camel and then it just flows out when it wants to. Maybe what the problem is is you need to to wait until it builds up more. Oh, wait, I don't have the problem anymore. My my problem is fixed by the taint push. I'm, he didn't then, have a problem, and now he's creating a problem. But I'm saying this way, you don't have to push anything. Oh, I have to push. Like, so you have to go, oh, I have to go pee, and then you wait half an hour so there's more pee, and then it all comes out. <laughs> I, I think no. it's all about his technique, and Justin, mm-hmm. you need to uh, show him. Let's see, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got a thought. That's right, because, you know, do you do the reach around tank push or the, the front forward tank push? Front forward. Yeah. Just, Who reaches re- around? Yeah, you can't uh, reach around. That's my problem. like, that's my problem. Yeah, you're doing it all wrong, man. Is, is it the thumb pressure, the two digit, or are you... You know, maybe Grod thinks me or Grod. <laughs> maybe Grod thinks that the taint is the prostate. Right. He's like fingering his bee hole. That's what I said. Grod's doing a, a, a reach around thumb pressure, which is totally the wrong way to do it. Yeah. You know, um, Grod. If it's not broke, don't fix it. That's all it is, too. Well, now it's broke. Well, you, you, you think you're fucking me up, man? You know. And don't think about your big fat redheaded ex-wife while you're doing it. Right. Oh man, no, thanks a lot, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just ruined every P from now on, didn't I? All right, Grod. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for telling yeah, me shit. Later. Uh, you know, Grod does make a point. I don't know that I've ever met a couple that came out of marriage counseling successfully. Yeah. Yes. Has anybody got an example of that? I wouldn't yes. know. Yes. Give a big high five. We're good. <laughs> We're fixed. Yeah. You like yeah. you don't come out of that. Uh, I think what marriage counseling is is just to learn how to live with each other, and then hopefully you'll rekindle the romance. But I. I would imagine it really happens. Right. Yeah, it's about defining the rules of, that you're going to live with, you know? Yeah. If you can't agree to those rules, yeah, you're dead. I, I, I feel like there's got to be, uh, you know, times when, you know, the two are hippie enough that it works. Like, they, they really do love each other. They're just not doing it right, and they get a little help. But I've just never heard of it actually coming out that yeah. way. I, mean, I think yeah. most people, here's the problem, most people go when it's so far gone. Yeah. Right, where yeah. you should have gone two years ago. Or but now you're throwing ago. dishes no, at each other's head? <laughs> should have gone in before you got married. Yeah. By the way, right. if, if throwing dishes is part of your counseling, just stop paying them now. Because it's over. Right. <laughs> you can't throw dishes. Maybe we should go to marriage counseling. Because yeah. you almost winged me with that pint glass, <laughs> you outrageous alcoholic. <laughs> because yesterday you almost ran me over in your Lexus. Yeah. Uh, we should go to counseling. And you can't even no, drive. No, we should call the police. <laughs> no, it's like they say, the marriage at first is like a deck of cards. It's all about diamonds and hearts. And at the end, all you want is like a, a club and a spade. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have one a black person? <laughs> what? I'm talking about a shovel. I'm talking about a shovel. Oh! All right. Uh, we do have a couple Drunk of the Week calls. Looks like we got Riggs from uh, Southern California calling in for Drunk of the Week. Riggs, what's up, dude? What's up? What's poppin', yo? How are you, brother? <laughs> I'm fucked up, yo. Yeah? Where are you calling from? Where in SoCal? SoCal, son. It's a big area. Which part? Oh, uh, Fontani. Oh, Fontaki. My boy from Fontaki again. Uh, I was going to say, the good part or Justin's part? Yeah, it's my part, Fontaki. It's close enough, anyway. Uh, <laughs> what? You sound hammered, Riggs. I'll give you that. Hey, man, I'm doing some shit right now, dude. What are you doing? Shit, I'm fucking Fuck, shit right dude. now. 
grandson. Look, your bats are to the head. You just came out. I had to take it to the head. I took two of those to the head. And, um, you know, the old bastard. Well, you're doing it wrong, then, if you put them on your head, idiot. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm doing a balancing act. Like, but, you know, since my name is still my drink, so I'll be spilling that shit. I'm trying to catch that shit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Riggs, are you? you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all about that. I do, son. That's the drunken laugh right there. Yeah. I bet this yeah. guy's like super white, like whiter than Scott. <laughs> yeah. Dude, He's a ginger. I ain't, I ain't even white, yo. Why you gotta call me white, son? <laughs> yo. Race ain't even an issue, son. Are you, uh. Church have, have you been drinking by yourself? Horse, dude. <laughs> Broke, lonely, and fucking being army style, son. Do you have to work tomorrow? Of course. What do you do? That's how we do this. Uh, I'm gonna collect fucking, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I gotta go cash my check at the fucking courthouse. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost yeah, the I gotta stay alive for about three hours. Fuck those shit, son. <laughs> nah. <laughs> He's a paramedic. Nah. <laughs> nah, for real, though. <laughs> He's a dentist. He's a rapist. Nah. <laughs> nah, I got, I got to just, uh, that, that fucking AIDS fucking death life. AIDS death life? I hate that shit, dude. I fucking hate that shit, dude. All I right. hate it too, man. Yeah, I got to go there tomorrow. Uh, all right, Riggs, um, you are in the... I got to be all fucked up. What's up? <laughs> Son... You're in the running for drunk yeah. of the week, dude. And let me tell you, you got a high position on this yeah, contest yeah. right now. Yeah, heard, yeah, you got oh, a, yeah. you got a high likelihood Word. of victory tonight. Someone's heard a little too much Wu Tang in their life. So. <laughs> All right, Ray. Yo, yeah. yo, son, yo, I've been drinking that double beezy, that fucking that fucking like a beezy, like uh, yeah, litigation double beezy. <laughs> yeah, that shit up, son. Yeah, you know how I do it. No, I don't actually. Oh. I love it. Hop hips, hop hips like a motherfucker. <laughs> You just hop head like a motherfucker. All right. <laughs> uh, That's For life. All right, Riggs. It's an arrival drug of the week. Put your uh, W's up, son. You know how it's done. Brew Honky from Ohio. Uh, I hope he's black as fuck. I really do. <laughs> Brew Honky, what's happening? Hey, not too much. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Guessing not black. He might be. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Brew Honky. Are you drunk? Yes. What have you been yeah. drinking? Uh, pretty, pretty drunk. Sadness. Um, yeah, I started out with a couple of two X IPAs from Southern Tier. I've been I playing. I was playing Dungeons and Dragons before I called in today. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> Come on, tell me that's the same voice, right? Brew Honky sounds like this. A, Go ahead. What else did you have? Uh, I had. Um, well, I went to Bushlight then. I had about a twelve pack of bush light and then I had some uh it's a lot some of home bush light. and some home brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much bush light. That's a lot of bush light. <laughs> what what was better, the bush light or your homebrew? Good question. What what was the question again? What was better, the bush light or your homebrew? Oh my homebrew was better, but I'm kind of trying to say that because my last my last little bit of homebrew I I was gonna brew a nice uh, ten gallon batch today, but it, I'm in Ohio and it was the weather was so bad. I was going to brew, and then the the uh, the CO, CO uh, detector started going off, and I couldn't 
started to get lightheaded and stuff. So, Kate, is that you? Is that you calling in, you jokester? I gotta watch you. I know it's you, Kate, because I specifically asked for drunk of the week calls to tell me what you've had to drink, and you're talking about brewing. You saucy bitch. Did Brew Honky said that you were from Ohio? Yeah. Oh, yeah. sick. This guy's going to decide our next president. All right. That's true. <laughs> vote vote uh, early, vote often. Brew Honky's drunk. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's just inbred. Like, he's just <laughs> kind of dumb. Uh, have we ever thought? Have we ever thought about that? Mm. That some of our drunk of the week callers are just like soft headed and they have no idea what's happening in the world. I think we've thought about it. I built an airplane. <laughs> How do you know your friends are drunk? Because I'm flying. Oh, <laughs> great. Uh, Brew hockey. Uh, would you consider yourself a smart man? Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh Above average, I guess. I'll take his word for it. Then he's drunk. Well, he had to think about it. But you you bought a 12-pack of Bush Light. (laughs) I got a question. You're intelligent. Well, it was cheap. That's That's a smart decision. For Drunk of the Week, not Connoisseur of the Year. (laughs) (laughs) It makes good fiscal sense. (laughs) Yeah. In Ohio. All right, dude. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Later, dude. Uh, I like it when... Sometimes they argue with you at the end of the phone call. You know, they have more to say. I really love it when they're just like, Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Phew. (laughs) I'm still waiting for the guy that goes, uh, Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm calling for Drunk of the Week, and I'll listen to your... uh, I'll listen to you guys off the air. Bye. (laughs) Right. Radio Uh, call. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Am I still talking? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we uh, haven't heard anyone from the East Coast in a while. Because no. yeah, it, it's gone. They're all dead. Yeah, hopefully it's you gone. Know, it's like it's, a bad it's sign. gone. The East Coast all their cell phone gone. batteries went dead. Right. Playing Angry Birds. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Well, we're going to just end it there, Suze. Um, uh, we don't need to do this all night. No. Uh, it's a tough call, though, uh, between the two, because we got rigs. Yeah, and uh, Brew Honky. I and think Riggs. I'll tell you, both of them well, are hammered. Well, mm-hmm. just, Riggs was just a happy drunk where Brew Honky was just shit <laughs> Right. Well, a 12-pack of Bush Light will do that to you. It doesn't leave you very happy. Yeah. It just leaves you shit-faced. It's those specially lined cans. Yeah. Yeah, Suze, so you can hang up on any drug of the week calls, all right? So, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, well, we'll take a vote. Uh, by the way, uh, we have a special uh, studio guest tonight, and it's his birthday. Neil has been hanging out with us tonight, a uh, longtime listener. Happy birthday, my brother. Thanks. And uh, you get to vote on Drunk of the Week also, so uh, raise your hand when you hear the name that you like. Uh, Suze, of course, you get uh, one vote for each boob. Yes. And um, Doc gets half a vote. Sweet. <laughs> More than usual. All right, raise your hand if Riggs is your drunk of the week this week. There you go. Uh, We're out of here, folks. That's five votes. Uh, So Moscow and Doc both voted for Brew Honky. Yeah. uh, On that one, just Brew Honky, so you know who's got your back. Um, Everybody else went for Riggs. Well, at first I thought no, and then he just started going downhill. (laughs) (laughs) He really did. Uh, That was fun. It was fun to hear. Um a song got sent in this week I should play. Oh, no. uh, is it from Sugar Valley Shitter or whatever his name is? Is it about JP? <clears throat> no, it's about me this time. Oh. Uh, I thought you guys would like that. Uh, if you'll remember, he's now sent in a song about Susie's boobies, about Bevo, uh, about JP, yeah, about all of us. There was the Brewcaster one. And now uh, he sent in one about me. Oh, boy. I do believe it's to the tune 
of a Holland Oates song. Oh. Which is uh, obviously <laughs> near and dear to my heart. Holland Oates. Let's check it out. I do kind of have creepy eyes. Yeah. You should give them back my you found them. Should I get a real job, baby? Shrink says, no, sir. Tank pushes yours. But look at your eyes. They creep me out, creep me out. A bridge? To the next door. Was washing clothes. Then heard a little noise. Baby went to the door. Looked outside. There were those eyes. Of creepy eyes, creepy eyes. Oh, there you go. It's all about my creepy eyes. It's okay. It's not his best. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. I like that it's to the tune of uh, Hall and Oates. That's right. And I do have creepy eyes. Yeah. Especially if you're abroad, I tend to stare at you creepily. How do you, how does you know? You stare at the boobs creepily. I do that. How does he know That's that? True. Has he met you? Just photographs, probably. Hmm. Find photographs. There's like a chick off in the distance, and I'm staring yeah. at her all creepy like. <laughs> Maybe the photographs of you do that thing the Mona Lisa does, where your eyes follow right. the looker. It know? is what I do, yeah. In my photos as well. Right. Yeah. Remember uh, Susie's song? I think he got in trouble with his wife for this one. Counseling. <laughs> Tasty disagrees. Yeah, he calls him a six. Of course, oh, his creepiest they're one. All, they're all sort of nine, I think. <laughs> I don't think Tasty's here right now. Each. His creepiest one, of course, is the Bevo song, which I love, but yeah, Bevo... she'll never let us play while she's here. Not too funny. Bevo, let your hair hang low. It's just so emotional. My Bevo, let your I picture Doc singing it. Dear Bevo, at her funeral. Bevo, I long to see. This is really creepy. With a tear in my eye. What Bevo said. Delicious and round. Hang 
stretch marks to town. Your big boobies, my mind, I see. My people, all right, I'm falling asleep here. Shut up. Down there. I don't know if I can. <laughs> it gets real creepy with the hair down there. Lovely baby boy, do you have hair down there? See, Suze, that's where it gets creepy. No, that, this is not okay. <laughs> I don't really have a line across, but that that's just that like kind of toesy a little bit. It's just right there. That's what Bebo said, too. <laughs> Let me have a moral voice here. We don't have any morals. Yeah. How effed Susie up it is when Susie is your moral voice? Yeah, that's, right. that's not good. Hey, <laughs> dude's just asking a question. <laughs> yeah. Come on, that's good. Yeah, it's not so bad. These are laid out. All right. All right. I think that's it for us today. Uh, we've given out our Drunk of the Week. We've done our Halloween skit, which was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. <clears throat> We've played our new listener songs. Uh, don't forget your Twitter game of the uh, two weeks Week. yeah. is uh, to send us your beer-related uh, Halloween picks. We'll give a prize out next on next week's show. It'll be a Sunday show. Right. Uh, for the best pick we get to our Twitter feed, you just send that to at Brewing Network, and uh, we'll choose the best picks. Everyone will get to see them um, if you're part of our Twitter feed. That's right. And make them good, please. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, no, make them bad. Really we, bad. And we don't mind slutty ones. We we don't. Suze, what are you going to be for Halloween? Some slutty. Something slutty. <laughs> a slutty nerd. Um, I was actually going to be a either schoolgirl, a gothic schoolgirl, because I didn't want to buy a new costume. Right. And it's kind of beer related, if you think about it. Uh, how's well, that? Um, <laughs> one of the brew pubs down in San Jose, they dress their girls up like the tilted kilt, where it's like. Mm. Slut it up. So it's kind of beer related if you totally stretch it to the small group of people that goes to this bar in San Jose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. That's cool. JP also didn't want to get a new costume, so he's also going to be a goth chick. That's right. Yeah. Well, I figure why break a 10 year streak? You know? <laughs> Are you going to wear stripes and like put cut marks on yourself and listen to Evanescence? Hell yeah. Right. Hell yeah. Actually, that's more emo than goth. Sorry. Yeah, whatever. Now, Tasty, you go out on Halloween. Are you going to dress up? I go out, but I don't dress up. You don't. It's all in black is how I dress I wear my tasty <laughs> outfit, which is like I'm dressed right now. Yeah, right. It's all your Brewing Network gear. Yes. All right. Moscow, anything, any plans for you, Halloween? No, I should. I, I was going to start my Brian Wilson costume a month ago, but... Right. Yeah, next. It's not I'll, I'll, pro- I'll be either Wayne Gretzky or... Uh, yeah, probably Wayne Gretzky. Well, you've got a new house. You have to feed the neighborhood kids uh, candies now. Yeah. That's what yeah, you Yeah, I got a porch light all set up and everything. That's what happens on Halloween once you mm. get old. Candies. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you going to be at uh, Disneyland? You're going to be at Disneyland for Halloween. <laughs> for Halloween, yeah. First time. First time, long time. You're excited about that. I'm stoked, yeah. Uh, the girlfriend and I are working on costumes. We're going to have some kick-ass costumes. And uh, what, what are you working on? What are you going to be? Um, Surprise? In the Haunted Mansion. Well, no one's going to see. But it, so in, in the Haunted Mansion, when you're in the elevator that mm-hmm. goes down to the actual ride, they have uh, paintings that seem yeah. to stretch. So she's going to be Alley Girl. The like the girl on the tightrope underneath the alligator. Okay, and then I'm going to be the guy standing on the dynamite keg. So we've been making costumes for like a fucking month, dude. Wow. And it's, yeah, it, it, we're under the gun right now. I see. Trying to trying to fit all in, but yeah, um, it's important stuff. It's important stuff. Well, you got to do it right, and that's my that's my <laughs> it's my thing. It's like, well, if we're going to do this, right, we're going to do it right. And there's a couple people who have done it before. It's not like super original costume, 
But, uh, you know... So you gotta own it. Y- you gotta own it. And yeah. they fucked up their costumes. And it's like, you guys are idiots, so... Right. We're trying real hard. We're gonna make it, uh... We're gonna make it work. Okay. You gotta make it over to Not Scary Farm? No. Just Try. Disneyland it, man. You know? You're doing it. the Blobber Glop tour, right? Doing the Blobber Glop tour. That's right. If anyone's in, uh, in Disneyland area... What is it? Friday you- or Saturday, come on over to Disneyland. You're only going Friday and Saturday? We're... Well, no. Oh. We're going Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then wow. half a day Sunday... But I don't want anybody to know that, so don't tell anybody. (laughs) Got it. But the group turnout is just Saturday. uh, The group turnout is Friday. Friday. It's just Friday. And then we're all meeting at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Club, uh, which is in downtown Disney, for drinks at 9 o'clock Friday night. In the morning? Friday night. In the morning? Friday night. Because how can you go to Disneyland without drinking beers in the morning? Uh, Well, you know, we shoot over. There's there's beers at downtown, or at um, DCA, so we're fine. So you can drink during the day? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we do. Hmm. Yeah. You bring in a flask or anything? No, no flask. Can't do that? No. Is there a metal detector? Well, you can't. There is not a metal detector. I mean, you can bring a flask. They do search your bags. Hmm. Um, but not your balls. But not your balls. So Seems like you should it. bring a flask if you're going into I've thought about it, but, uh, you know, I'm paranoid about a lot of stuff, and I don't want to get kicked out and banned for fucking... You don't own oh, you whatever. Disney you would hate life. Imagine JP gets banned from Disneyland. I'd be a Knott's Berry Farm. Actually, I'd be what a would you fucking do? Grand America he, fan. He'd get plastic <laughs> surgery so he could go in again. <laughs> Fake IDs, <laughs> plastic surgery. Hell yeah! <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah, what are you doing? Nothing. Why not? What's with you? He's got a new house. He wants to sit and give out candy. Cause already, he, candies. I, honestly, if I could turn off my porch light and not even do that, I'd be fine with it. You can. I don't want to do anything lately. I've mean, I got JP syndrome. I just want to sit around. You know, it's funny. I got a, a birthday card from my grandma in the mail the other day. Yeah. And um, she says, uh, uh, what the fuck? Oh, she goes like... Um, Sorry, the check. She always sends me a check for whatever reason. She goes, uh, "Sorry, my check is real low. Uh, it's only thirty dollars. I'm getting real old, and I don't want to do much, <laughs> including like, pay you." Yeah, I'm like, well, first of all, why are you sending me a check? I'm a 34 year old man. Second of all, is it hard to turn that three into an then, eight? Yeah, and then add a couple zeros. No, <laughs> right. you old fucking lazy coos. <laughs> Jesus, I don't want to do much. Like add zeros to this check. You already wrote my name. You already wrote a card out. The <laughs> you could do is pay me a little bit more. Maybe she's saying she did to go and get a part-time job. Right. Uh, she, she, pay you more. she can't earn more. That's yeah. what she's saying. I'm getting old and I don't want to do much. No, I don't no. want to do anything. That's what it was. All right, great. Including pick up the phone. Yeah. Broken, busted, hip old lady. I'm just going to sit around drinking <laughs> beer. Grandma. Oh, on Halloween. I'll be uh, brewing a Russian River on Halloween. We're, uh, really? We're in the Janice Brown, yeah. On Halloween day, yeah. huh? Yeah. Wow. On the big system or the little system? The little system, but two batches. How come it took this long, this deep in the conversation for you to remember that? (laughs) I don't know why. I just forgot I was going. I just got to text from Chad. He wants to know about getting there and all that. When is it? Wednesday? Yeah. How is Chad? Chad's alive? Yeah, he's got a great life. (laughs) You don't see him doing it, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. He's going up to brew with you? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. (laughs) He's going to get off work? Yeah. It works all the time. Yeah, he gets, uh, I think, Tuesday and Wednesday off. Went from no work to all work. Right. That one. And then all balling. He's boning his broad all the time. Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Or, or he's, he's balling like he's a baller. No, he's balling that broad. <laughs> right. They're living together, so, you know. No, then they're not anymore. <laughs> then uh, let, not me, not let me play the clip anymore. and you'll get... <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Turn down your pod there. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Moscow. All right, let's get out of here. You got some uh, things to do, JP. I do. 
All right, we'll be back next week. Don't forget that uh, we're talking to Peace Tree Brewing. We were supposed to talk to him today, but we uh, we didn't get his beers in time. So we're going to do it next week. I- interesting brewer because he does a lot of, um, well, American style of beer, but he does them with Belgian yeast. And in fact, in looking over his menu, I only f- I looked at the names real quick and was like, oh, there's a blonde ale and an IPA and a red ale. But I only found one of the seven beers I read about that was not brewed with a Belgian yeast. Yeah. So we'll find some interesting stuff out about that, and we'll be able to taste his beer here so we can do a better interview. That's happening next week. Plus, it's going to be Brewvember. Uh, we're doing a lot of homebrew topics in uh, November. Uh, I know we're going to be doing a tasting show, uh, tasting kind of slash judging show to get you up to speed on on the how you should uh, how judges think about your beer and a couple other things we got lined up for you too. So all of that happening uh, in Brewvember and. Uh, JP, take us out of here, will you? Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. If you waste your time on Twitter, check out Major Jip for insight into an eroding psyche. Also, Scott the Jew has some art for sale. Follow him at Moscow Paints for slim to no info on the subject. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate at Nathan Homebrew. And Mike, yep, 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 McDole at Tasty McD. Don't forget the Twitter game of the week. Send in your beer-related Halloween costume photos to Brewing Network, and we'll arbitrarily pick a winner on next week's show. Check out the Brewing Network store for all the latest BN merch, including our two new BN Army hats. And be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook and Twitter. Gary Bettman should rot in hell.